Ah. Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it do, though? Yeah. And we're back, y'all. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, we have Staten Island's very own John motherfucking Columbo in the building. What it do, baby? East Coast finest. The visionary man behind the lens. The lens behind the lens. You know what I'm saying? The shooter extraordinaire. Pop! Throw your motherfucking guns in the air. Prat, 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 prat. Yeah. What up? Yeah. But on a serious note, John, thank you so much for fucking joining us. Thank you for asking me to be on, man. Man, this is about to be a monumental episode. I already feel it. Like, you know those times where you just, like, feel it? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of those beauties that I just know is going to be prolific for... Anybody and everybody that happens to set ears on this bitch. You feel me? Mm. And John, you have an incredibly special story. And I'm glad that we have you now because I feel like it's one of the most perfect times for us to to take a walk through your shoes. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be a very beautiful journey. And I cannot wait for y'all to hear this. You feel me? Yeah. So talk to me, like, I want to I wanna know young John Colombo, bro. Like, what was it like? Because we had a phone conversation, and you were, you were telling me, like, on some trill shit, like, you one of the very few out of the, out of the island that came out and, and, and made a name, you know what I'm saying? And I want to know what it was like growing up for you in the Staten Island area and how, I want to take, take a walk through how, you know, the upbringing has led to the different formations and transformations in your life. Definitely. Um, so, so prior to Staten Island, okay. I lived in Brooklyn, right? So I grew up and was born in Brooklyn, and I lived there till I was like, I don't know, 12 or some shit. shit. So it was shit. like- what, what part of Brooklyn? Till I was in too, too much trouble, like Sheepshead Bay. And till, uh, you know, I was, you know, getting in trouble, being a fucking mischievous fucking vandal. And, well, you, you, wanted, you were one of those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, my ma- mama. <laughs> but I definitely, you know, I, I got my fair share of trouble and, you know, I like to fuck around and, yeah. you know, break shit and do graffiti and whatever the fuck it was. You know, Straight I mean? up. It was always something. So, uh, you know, class clown and that whole shit and, you know, school skating by and yeah. Whatever. Actually, I think I was good in school for a minute until... Yeah. Until I realized how much fun fucking off was. And yeah, then, you know, I feel then, you. That was really good. What, what was Brooklyn like at that time, especially as a youth? Um, so for me, it, it's funny, man. I haven't even thought about like this type of, type of shit yeah. in a long time. Um, it was cool, man. So we lived in a house where, so uh, my parents split up when I was like six. Mm. And then we moved like, you know, down the street to my grandmother's house, which had my Grandparents, my great grandparents, my mom, my two uncles, uh, my cousins, and my aunt and uncle, like the other aunt and uncle, like just fucking, there was like 14 people living in this giant ass house. Wow. It was a big crib. It was really dope. And I wish I could walk through those doors right now, too, though. Really? Like, really. Like, that, that's like the core of my youth is in that, in that place. Have like, you ever gone back? I've driven past it a million times and it's changed quite a bit. Mm. You know what I mean? But, Everything like you know, you take a walk on that sidewalk, and the 
you know, the, the slabs on the concrete are smaller because, you know, you, you grow up and this shit changes. Things yeah. look different. But at the end of the day, I do wish I could walk through those doors and see what that place was like because really the core memories of my youth take place in that house. Um, but, you know, living there, getting in trouble, fucking, you know, at, at one point then my mom and uh, my stepdad got together and they've, you know, we moved out to Staten, and, which was probably more of a move to get me the fuck out of the troublesome situations I was getting into in Brooklyn. Um, Stan was cool, but you know, I didn't really fucking know anybody, whatever. I have yeah. like zero memories of middle school. Like, really? I think I have zero memories of it. Like, maybe the time period of like, again, more fucking around and more graffiti and more stupid shit and like that. Yeah. But I really don't, like, I got invited to like a 20th anniversary of my high, junior high school. Mm. <laughs> Which and then that blew the, my fucking mind apart. Where I was like, "Holy shit! It's been twenty years since I was in eighth grade. Twenty fucking years! Are yeah. you kidding me?" Wild. So I just you know completely aged myself by with that. But <laughs> that was maybe it was fifteen. I don't know. Maybe it was twenty. I don't know. He's, like, he's like, maybe no, 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 it was twenty. Like, it's twenty. It's twenty. <laughs> I'm about to say, maybe it's like five. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was like a four year reunion. <laughs> but. uh and like all these people are in this thread on Facebook, and I just don't remember anyone. That's wild. But they probably don't remember me either. So that's no, you know, that's, that's nothing insane. on that. But like, maybe it just wasn't a memorable period of time in my life. I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, I go through some periods like in my early youth, like early, early, and I'm just like, it's like spotty. You know what I'm saying? What was it like in that house? Uh. You know, little little bit of chaos and, uh, you know, a lot of love. Yeah. You know? Like, I was the only kid, like, for, for a minute. Like, for a wow. long time, I was the only kid. I was the only grandkid. Like, so I definitely got, like, you know, showered with affection and yeah. you know, fucking all that. But then also, you know, there were periods of time that were just fucking insane. Like, my grandmother was going through menopause and went chasing me around the fucking house. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> God bless her. But yeah. there was, like, part poor... Points yeah. in time where I was a fucking afraid of her, <laughs> as you should be, as you should be, you know. But then there were also times. I think I got brought home by the cops one time, and she answered the door, and I don't think ever told my mother, "Mama." You feel me? <laughs> the atoning mama, the mama. Yeah, I was like nine. Wild, bro. You know what was the, the 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 foolery you were getting into as a youth? Like what? Uh, mostly just kind of like breaking into abandoned buildings and, you know, or abandoned houses or maybe not so abandoned houses, and, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, and just doing stupid shit. Were you big in graffiti? Uh, no, not at all. But yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I respect that. I would have thought I was big. I you know, I was that. like, you know, nine, 10, yeah. 12 fucking <laughs> hitting it. <laughs> yeah. I was nothing. <laughs> like, no, can't do it. Straight toy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. That's nothing. tight, right? Yeah. All right. Doing that S that everybody did with the lines. The, you know? <laughs> the, stu- the Stussy S. Exactly. Yeah. How was the culture of the East Coast at that time and like its impact on you? Man, I grew up very Italian. Okay. So I'm very Italian? Yeah. So I'm 100% Sicilian. And. That there, there, there's things that are different that I didn't realize until I like grew up and moved away. And like I remember when I went to went away to college, and I was like, it was upstate New York, and I was like, man, everybody, all you guys have an accent, and they were like, 
No, motherfucker, you have the accent. <laughs> like that's how ethnocentric, oh, wow. like growing up in that bubble is. Like yeah. you don't realize that, like you, you are the different one. Yeah, you know what <laughs> Yo, I'm saying. Like, you look at the world like this. Not the center of the earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> where the fuck was I going with that shit? The 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 culture of like oh and and like your Sicilianness. Right, 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 right. So like for me, like I never had. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich till I think I was like in my twenties. That's insane. Really? I want to say that. I think I could say that. My maybe my mom will correct me, but I'm pretty fucking sure because my mom was used to like fry up chicken cutlets for me in the morning. Yeah. When I was going to like elementary school and send me with like a chicken cutlet hero. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> or like, we, or there was a deli that was like on my way to school. I remember like walking to school mad young and shit too. I would never, if I had kids right now, I would never let them fucking walk right. like that distance to school. Or like, I remember like walking to go get my mom a pack of cigarettes and shit when I was like seven, you know, what I mean? like crossing streets and shit, big streets. But I remember like I would walk to school and it would be stop at at the deli. And Nunzio would have a sandwich already made for me. Yeah, and I would just get the sandwich and. That's fucking. Thank lit. Nunzio and keep it pushing. Shout My mom Nunzio, probably paid him bro. afterwards Shout. or whatever, but like that, that kind of shit. Like so that you know, or a boar's head, boar's head ham. Oh yeah, little cheese, little mayo. It's a wrap. Well, the Italians know how to eat. The Sicilians yeah. know how to eat. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, all, what's all the, the difference for, between Sicilian and Italian? You just from the island of Sicily. You Got know it. what I'm saying? So, which is, <clears throat> I never did one of those genealogy yeah. things. I would like to do one. Me too, bro. I'm oh, probably, yeah, I'm probably all the way black. No <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what's wild though? If people actually did that, they start to realize, like, bro, like, hundred percent. A lot of no, a lot but, of y'all white folks like have a lot of different genetics yeah, within you. This, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But the the fact that I think my entire lineage traces back to a pretty small fucking island that you can drive from one end to the other in two hours. Damn. And it's like that's to think that my whole bloodline goes back to this little fucking island. That's off the coast of uh, off the coast of Italy, it's kind of crazy. It's hard for me to, believe, especially because on my mom's side, it's like five generations deep in America. <sighs> mm. Sicilians marrying Sicilians. Wow. wow. So like, that's how you know Brooklyn and that area of Brooklyn, and especially in Staten Island, is like ninety percent Italian. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's basically it's just you know Italian and Irish. Yeah. Get in the middle. So what type of stuff like? Growing up in Brooklyn from like zero to 12, were you connected to a certain like, whether it was music or art versus just like getting like fucking around, but was there something that you ever felt connected with in terms of that? Um, I think, you know, from an art perspective, I, I always had a, a, a affinity for, for graffiti and street art and that kind of shit, which I kind of fell out of naturally. Growing and up, then, yeah maybe fell back into the street art shit later on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, music, I think I was always into music, you know, whether it was like, you know, Michael Jackson and fucking, or like, even back, like back in the day, I remember like my favorite shit being like Onyx and fucking, yeah. uh, what would the kid, crisscross? <laughs> remember yeah, Chris? Yeah, I, there's a video of me doing like some kind of crazy dance at a wedding at like, I don't know, like age six or seven or some shit to like, to like young MC or like one of the, you know what I mean? Like wow. that. So I, I definitely was always into, always into hip hop since day one. Nice. For sure. You know what I mean? But I also spread into 
other shit. Like I loved like when I, I reached I think like maybe twelve, thirteen years old, I started to get into like the backlogs of shit. So yep. like because I started to get into like Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles. Yeah. You know the palette starts expanding. Yeah, exactly. It starts you know starting to go go back and get into that zone. What was what was the the the, the family life like with young Johnny getting in trouble all the time? Like you know damn well the, the, the women in the household put their foot down. Yeah, I think uh my mom probably took it easy on me a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she had some guilt or something. I don't know. Uh, I, there was definitely like the strictness came from like the the men in my family more than Word. anything, right? So my dad was you know pretty strict, but I didn't live with my dad. And then my stepfather was pretty strict, and I did live with him. Got it. Um, but rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. You know. Absolutely. Did you have a good relationship so. with pops and and your stepdad? Yeah, also? yeah, yeah. And I, I will say this too, like for I never saw my parents like dating other people except for the people that they married Got it. and my parents never spoke ill of each other ever like to me that's beautiful you that's know incredible. What I'm like, yeah. never heard anything like that and my mom and my stepmother are cool and my dad and my stepdad are cool and incredible. we can have like family barbecues all together like oh, that's, inc- that's some shit that's and amazing, i really man. like my friends that like they split with their baby moms and shit like that and i always you know, I'm always like, you know, let the, they're like, I hate that fucking bitch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Let that dust settle. Give that a year, two, yeah. whatever, whatever you need. But at some point, bring that back around. Absolutely. I'm a shining testament to that. Like Absolutely. That, that's something that you do for your kid. Yeah. And, and for your own well-being. You know? Yeah. You know, it's not good to live with, with hate and no. animosity and negativity. And your no. Shit. And sometimes, bro, that's it's toxic. just a matter of communication, bro. Like, people grow apart. That's a reality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I divorced my I divorced my parents when I was 16. Like I sat them down like, look, y'all breaking up, getting back together all these fucking times for me and my well-being. I'm I'm doing well. You guys raised a great son. Now go find your fucking happiness. And both of them are remarried like 9, 10 years plus and we all just like that. Get together on the holidays. Mom and dad are best friends, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Step parents like fuck with each other. Everybody's yeah. like it's all together because you realize, like, even as parents, like, my mom and dad tell me this all the time. They're like, look, we raised you, right? Like, we, like, regardless of our fights and disagreements, like, we have a human being on this earth together. And it's crazy to think that, like, these days, that mentality is kind of shifting. Like, people are, it's like, it's, it's wild. Like, when, when you bring, like, I've always thought of it this way because I saw my parents see the world through this lens. But, like, when you bring a child into this world with somebody, whether it's, it's you know, it's planned or in this day and age, it's like motherfuckers popping off. But if you bring a human being into this world, you guys have, the, both parents have an onus to raise this child. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean the cats got to be together forever, but every decision that I watched my parents make as a kid and every sacrifice they made was with me in mind. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy to think now, like, it's like I love it because there's so, a very like few friends of mine that are incredible parents and like get that. But then I also see like externally, you got cats just like. Worrying about their damn selves, and they got a kid in this world. It's oh, like, bro. Yeah, yeah. I like to think I raised my parents. We got to get your mom on here. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like they'll tell you like the reason like both of them said the same thing like my whole life is like oh we you know we were too young that was their whole thing mm. we were too young you know my they were like 20 when I was born oh wow so and my grandmother, I think, was like 16 when she had my mom. So she was, imagine a 36-year-old grandmother. Holy oh, wow. Shit. I'm 34. <laughs> oh, 36-year-old grandmother. You know what I'm saying? I think, I want to say that. 36, maybe she was yeah, 37 yeah. times. So, you know, that's like that. fucking Unless crazy. I have my information wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. My mom will definitely correct me after this. <laughs> She's been like, <laughs> if I'm wrong. She calls, calls my cell phone like, Anoush, look. Yeah. <laughs> look uh, you're going to need to edit that part. <laughs> Nah, but I think, uh, you know, we when my parents were together, they had no money. Mm. Like, not, like, you know, I remember my parents giving out fucking, like, we had all this weird shit in the house. And, I, you know, I think years later I asked about it because I was like, yeah, why did we have all those flashlights? And why did we have all those Pert Plus fucking samples? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> for like shampoo. And it was because... They were like giving out samples at the airport and shit. Like that was like a, a job or whatever until my dad got a real job. Like he finally got called to, to go uh, to sanitation and like do the shit and like have or, like a real fucking job and be able to support. And so like that was definitely right. I like to joke around and they'd be like, you know, I'm fucking, oh man, I was poor when I was a kid and I used to only have a mayonnaise sandwich and <laughs> I, my only toy was a button on a string. But like, that's not true. But, yeah, for but, real. <laughs> a button that's on a string. That's fully not true. <laughs> I had like four thousand He-Man figures and I don't know, and per plus. <laughs> and a gang of per plus, yeah. That's great. The hair was always yeah. listening. My hair was on fire. <laughs> How was the development as you started getting into high school? Like was it were you still reckless with it? Like what what, what was that transition um, for you? I've always been like a fucking, you know, a, a prankster and you know this kind of class kind of thing and I was probably like my sense of humor and maybe all that fuckery or maybe the attention that I got from that yeah was probably you know something that I developed maybe as a defense mechanism to you know become friends with people and make friends and things mm. of that nature you know like reflecting back on it now yeah um, was it a hard transition going from Brooklyn to Staten Island it was a little bit difficult I definitely remember that being some bullshit you know what I mean? But I also had bullshit just going from elementary school to, to middle school, you yeah. know, getting fucking jumped in the staircase for a fucking, you know, over some blue. I don't know, maybe a fucking Walkman or some shit. Like, I don't even wow. remember. Like, there was definitely, you know, that, that was kind of any of those transitions. I probably blacked them out from my mind. But, you know, I definitely did stunty shit probably to get attention. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got... And uh, freshman year of high school, I went to an all boys Catholic school, and oh, I was wow. I was kicked out at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Didn't last long. Yeah, so that that's a funny story. Actually, I'll tell you. That. Um, I definitely never told this one publicly, so this is a good one. Let's go. Uh, so my mom and my stepdad got me a, a computer. You know, like I'm like bitching like I want a computer I'm in high school now I need to work on something whatever yeah. and they got me like a like a compact or something you know what I mean what is just like the white the, it's yeah. like the yeah. off white yeah 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 or like a Dell or a Gateway or some shit like yeah. one of those Gateways ones. were popping Gateways bro. were popping Gateways yeah. build your own yeah. were fucking yeah. popping so I had one of those uh, most certainly the compact but we'll, we'll move on uh, <laughs> And I really didn't use it 
for what I was supposed to be using it for, like most, you know, it was fucking chat rooms and dicking around and probably looking up porn pictures and <laughs> yeah. shit like that, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the times. Yeah, the times. <laughs> the dial-up. <laughs> and all that shit. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You could, you'd be like holding the speakers so that when you signed on at night. Because you know, it just made so much noise. It's, that shit was so loud. Yeah, it was. And you memorized yeah. it. It was like a song. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the year, I took the yearbook and I figured out how to scan shit. And I decided it was going to be so funny for me to put somebody's head on a porno picture. So I found this picture of this girl and she's like riding somebody like reverse cowgirl <laughs> position. So you see the face, you know? Yeah. And uh, her head was like cocked to the side a little bit. So like I'm looking through the yearbook and like everybody's pretty much dead on. Yeah. And then I find this one picture of this dude who has his head tilted, <laughs> who's a senior who just graduated, <laughs> who is the biggest person in the school. Wow. And he was like the linebacker on the football team leads he was a monster <laughs> like a monster okay and i was a the squirt. only motherfucker with the, with the head tilted yeah too. but like. the only one with his head tilted you know <laughs> and so i i scanned it and i you know some form of photoshop the, the original yeah. photoshop, yeah, the OG photoshop and i i put the fucking I probably like printed it, cut it out, printed another one, cut it out, <laughs> scanned the whole thing like OG Photoshop style. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I put his head on this girl, and now he was a, you know, a, a big behemoth motherfucker, but he was also, you know, overweight as a linebacker would be, yeah. you know, a big monster dude, and there was like a slight nickname that he had, but no one would probably ever say it to him, which was. Titty Tom. Oh wow! And, oh, shit. Uh, and I think I I may have wrote it on the picture or something like that. <laughs> oh and I, shit! I, I, and I emailed it to one person. Oh. And I was like, don't send this to anyone, obviously, or whatever, or yeah. something. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. you know damn well when you yeah, say yeah. Don't, don't send this to anybody. I had no idea. In, in, immediately, in high school. school. No, yeah. like I really had no idea at the time. Like I was. That naive too. It was that new. Like technology yes. was just starting to yes. breach there. Like no one even had an email. Like yes. you know what I mean. Right. Like <laughs> bless the two of y'all. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know how it started to spread around, but it it did. Probably through like instant messenger or some shit. A- AOL, and that fucking thing went everywhere. Oh, the original wow. viral. Yeah, the original. The viral. original viral. Yeah, that was my first viral joint. <laughs> <laughs> And that went everywhere, and I never knew that it went everywhere until oh, one day shit. where I had failed a test, and I had to go back <coughs> for it for summer school and, and pass this. I had to take this test, and I had to pass it in order to, to, to move on to the, uh, 10th grade. Got it. And I'm sitting there in the lunchroom before the test, and I'm talking to the kid that I sent it to. He's across the lunch table from me, and all of a sudden, we're talking, and his just his face goes white and his eyes go blank. And he just looks he just starts to do this big tilt up with his head like uh, oh one of those. Wow. And like behind me, he's doing this thing. He's looking past me now. Oh my god. And I'm like, what are you looking at? And all of a sudden it was lights out. And they literally turned the lights off in the lunchroom and he put a garbage can over my head. Oh what? And the threw f- me on the ground and proceeded to beat the shit out of me. What the fuck? Titty Tom. Titty Tom did wait, this. Wait, yeah. did they did they plan this or like Oh, it was planned. Oh. Because shit. Titty Tom had already graduated. He had no reason to be there except to come beat my ass. Oh, so he was there and you just wow. Oh wow. Right. 
So it was lights out, and then the garbage can came off, and he kind of hit me in the head a few times. Like, no bleeding and no yeah. black eyes, which I don't know how the fuck that happened. He was a monster. monster. Yeah, but I had some lumps on the top of my head, and yeah. I was definitely scared as fuck. Yeah. And... I kind of like the I was, garbage can must have been terrifying. Listen, this is where yeah, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> no. Just imagine that, like this look and then yeah. Listen, silence. listen, listen. And this is probably the first time this was like ever said. And I like I came to and I started to like stand up and the lights went on and the guy that flicked the lights on I don't know who it was he went the internet is not a game. <laughs> no fucking yeah. way! Just like that, it's burned in my brain. And they're like, this is, is not, not a game. game. And <laughs> and then. Uh, man, uh, so I go and I have to take the test now. So I'm like sitting there and I'm taking the test and I'm trying to like shake this off, but it's like horrific. Yeah. Oh my and God. then I'm look and I'm where I'm sitting. I can see out the door into the hallway and there he is standing there pounding his fists <laughs> <laughs> while I'm taking the test. And I'm like, it's not over. It's not over. And like the whole time I'm sitting there, he's pounding his fucking fists oh at me. And he can't, like the way he's positioned in the hallway, he, like, and only I could see him. No. And, like, and I'm like trying to like look and like look at the teacher and like nothing. It's just fucking crickets in there. Everyone's taking a test and he's fucking pounding his fists. And like somehow the test was over and it was like a little baby rush that came out through the door. And I like did some fucking ninja move and like slimmed through and whatever. And I made it into a staircase and I, I'm like doing it up and down. Like it was, I was fucking Jason Bourne. I'm like oh cooking and grabbing different floors and doing all this shit to try and exit. But the thing is that, you know, I don't have a car cause I'm fucking 14 yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I can't go, I very well can't go stand outside at the bus stop. No. So it's all bad. And, you know, no cell phone. You can't call nobody. There was nothing I could do. So I'm just kind of racing around the school, like maybe looking for help. Of yeah. some sort. But it's the summer. There's no one at school. Oh my so God. it's like I'm trying to just fucking evade this dude. And I go and I run and I find, um, I find the, my gym teacher in his little like gym teacher office. And I run in and I'm shook up and I fucking tell him. And I'm like, Tom, Tom's after me. Blah, 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 whatever. And he's like, whoa, whoa, buddy, slow down. You know, too. <laughs> he's he's like, yeah, teacher, yeah, yeah, buddy. yeah, exactly. He's like, got his little slow, fucking slow mini down. shorts on. And he's standing there. He's like, whoa, buddy, his hands in his hips. Like, hey, let's slow it down a bit. You know? And I'm like, I tell him the whole thing. And then here's what I didn't realize. Again, it takes another turn. Who the fuck comes walking through the door? No. Tom. <laughs> Who the fuck did Tom know? Tom, not only did Tom know, the fucking gym teachers, the fucking football coach. Oh. They're best friends. Oh. He walks in and he's like, Tommy. And he gives him like the little punches in the side. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, ah, Tommy. The little simulated punch moves. And he's doing that. Like, and I'm like, oh my fucking God, I'm in the goddamn Twilight Zone. Like, I found the one place I could hide. And it's the fucking, the mentor of the guy who wants to kill me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, and then, of course, Tom proceeds to rough me up in the gym teacher's office oh, with him standing there. Oh, God. And I'm like, God damn, this is some fucking shit right now. Now, granted, he's not like pounding me. Yeah. But there's still, there's activity in the yeah. office. <laughs> there's activity. And then I get out of there. I think I make it home, whatever. Or no, I, maybe maybe there was. I made it to some other office. Whatever it was, I made it to like the top dog at the school, and my parents came 
and they asked me to leave. <laughs> they were like, uh, John can't stay here anymore. He can't come to this uh, school next year. So. Oh, wow. And, uh, <clears throat> and meanwhile, t- you know, I, then they were like, you know, Tom just graduated and, you know, he, this could mess up his shit for college. And I'm like, no fucking colleges are going to see this shit. Yeah. The internet wasn't that wild. Yeah, right. But at the time, the that, that was their whole... Game, the John. internet is not a game. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so that was my whole thing. And then, like, it's a, you know, I guess Tom got to have his legacy and I got fucking booted. But, <clears throat> Tom, if you're out there, God bless you, sir. Yeah. And I really, <laughs> I really, truly do regret doing some shit like that because that was fucked up. I'm a different person now. Like, I see how... Shitty that like how how bad that must have made Tom feel. That's a fucking dick move. It is. You know yeah, what I mean? To is. anybody. And that's that but you know for what sure. that is though? Even though it's kind of like a reverse bullying, it's still bullying in some yeah. in yeah, some no, form. For sure. yeah. And I'm definitely against that shit. Because I got bullied. But, but dog, you know like, what I mean? Like at, at certain at, points I definitely did. At sure. the same time, it it's also true of like we're kids then, bro. Yeah, you're kids. Yeah, no, 14. Not, like, Trust me, I'm not beating myself up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like, yeah, and like your mom. All right, everybody, we got to pause. We yeah. did a... <laughs> yeah, with a moment of silence. And I hope Tom's doing great things in his life. And uh, my fucking... My Photoshop didn't send him back at all. You know, yeah. Lord knows I did all right. I'm sure. Literally, titty, Tom is the dude I'm who sure now invented Photoshop. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's no, what we're gonna find. Right? He's Tom from MySpace. He would love me the illest ending to that story. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really looking back at you. And that yeah, that picture of him in the chair. <laughs> I took that picture. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know how much royalties I'm getting off that. <laughs> And podcast over. Mama! Mama! <laughs> Every millennial that's listening is like, what's MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's wild? MySpace, like, oh, man. It's crazy how many guests come on here and MySpace was the platform that set them all. Oh, yeah. No question. It's, it's wild how influential that shit was. Yeah, dude. That to MySpace set it off for me because Same. I was able to contact like artists. How that, old were you when you started like using that shit? Um, I have no idea. Word. Yeah. Was I it during know. high school, college era? College, I think. Maybe towards the end of college. Even. I really wasn't into like the whole like social media start yeah. of with that shit. Like, even though I was like, you know, the chat rooms and all that shit, that was just to be like, you know, fuck around and where, pretend where, I was someone else. Yeah. Where, where'd you go next? And what was that high school experience like? Uh, I went to another Catholic school that was co-ed. So okay. all prior to that, I was in public schools. And then I was in Catholic school for high school. And, uh, you know, just more, more white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. You know, where I had, if you look at my class picture, it looks like it was in the deep south. Oh, like, wow. There was one black kid, Redverse, who was my man, but that's it. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. But that's, that's, that's also kind of like indicative of Staten Island, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, you know, that was cool. But again, you know, make new friends again. Do the yeah. whole shit again. Yeah. You know, be a class clown some yeah. more. Sure, yeah. yeah. And it's I crazy how you, you like, the, the transition of a class clown from public school to, like, Catholic private. Yeah. Like, I think, I, I remember, I mean, there I was in trouble all the time. Yeah. Like, I had detention for the whole high school era. I it think. was like a second class. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just part of my shit. And, like, they, I remember at one point they called my parents and they were like, John's on indefinite detention. So basically, and I was like, what does that mean? When do I get off? And they were like, you're, you're on it until we say you're not on it anymore. Ninth period detention. Wow. 
So that was it. Like I got indefinite detention. That's fucking epic. They made a new homeroom for like me and my fuck off friends. It was called Homeroom Zero. Oh, and it was for all the fuck ups. Yo, these fucking like lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dark 30 yeah. gems out of fucking nowhere, bro. Homeroom Zero. Yeah. For everybody that was fucking off. <laughs> Jesus. Was um, college like a, an eye opening experience for you? Was it like, did it start broadening out? Like where? Def, I, I think so. Did um, you go straight to college after high school? Yeah, I went straight to college after high school to a college that would accept me. Word. Um, so, not any of the all-star schools I thought that I could talk my way into or something. Yeah, straight, <laughs> up. straight up. Apparently, that doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I went to a, yeah, a state university in New York, upstate, a couple hours up north. And, uh, you know, met a lot of hippies and, you know, learned that there was different types of weed and, you know... Yeah. Uh, I went to school for business. I failed out in the first semester. I got a, my GPA was a 0.9. In college. Damn. In college. So that was, uh, that was cool. But they let me stay if I switched my major. So I did that. And then. What'd you switch to? (laughs) Hospitality and hotel resort management. (laughs) So clearly I was like, I'm going to own a casino. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> I'm moving to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> so, you know, clearly that didn't work out either. But I did stick it out to the end, but I realized maybe a year and a half into that associate's degree yeah. that I wanted to go to school for something film related. Really? But what, I still what, stuck yeah. it out and finished up that degree just what to brought like that make, about? make mom happy. Respect. Huh? Yeah. What brought that about? Uh <clears throat> So in high school, I never really realized it, but I always had a fucking camera since I was probably like six. So really? always shooting. My mom kind of brought it up to me, I think, at once. Um, yeah, I was always shooting something, like whether it was like, you know, trick photography or yeah. stop motion or something. Like I was always doing something. And then in high school, I was definitely like cataloging mm. the fuckery. Like video or, or video. video? So it was like the missions and, oh, that's you epic. know, the fucking breaking people's stealing Christmas decorations, breaking pumpkins all over the place, whatever, stupid shit, travels. So, and then I taught myself how to edit while I was in high school as well. And then I went to college. I never thought about it. I never thought of it as it a just, career. Just or a hobby like at this yeah, point. Just yeah, just like, you know, Doing just something, some way to catalog this footage. And yeah. Cut it, and I would cut them to music. I think one of the first ones I did, I cut it to gin and juice. Oh, wow. And it was just like a bunch of my friends drinking (laughs) at like 17. That's amazing. (laughs) And like driving in cars with like extremely long, shaky shots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then I was like, ah, I want to be an editor. That was my thing. I was like, ah, I'll I'll go be an editor because I I know how to do this. Yeah. You know, I can hone this craft. Yeah. So I got accepted to the Art Institute of Phoenix. My mom had moved to Arizona right when I went away to college. Got it. So I didn't really have a place to live. Like, I had my dad's basement, which was an option that I did for like a summer. But then I was basically just living up at school. And I would go back to my dad's for like a holiday or something. But that was about it. And Mm -hmm. then when I was kind of wrapping it up, I was like, all right, you know what? AZ has like a low cost of living. I could just move out there and just go straight into an apartment. And that's what I did. And when I got out there... 
you know, I went to school. I took it, I, I guess, a hair more seriously. Yeah. But, like, if I was in school right now, I would be just crushing it, soaking it up. Loving yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, goddamn, did I, you know, not at all. <laughs> it's funny how that is. Shout man. out to Sally Mae, though. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> You can't find me. <laughs> You're going to reach the other John Columbo. Yeah, exactly. You can reach that other guy. <laughs> John Columbo 225. Right, exactly. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, what was Arizona like for you? AZ was cool. It was like a whole new world. I loved it. Word. I loved it. It was beautiful, and there was palm trees, and I had a swimming pool, and it was just like not mm. Brooklyn or Staten Island. Yeah. And I really dug it. And then... I kind of overstayed my welcome there a little bit. Like while I was in college, I started a, a wood flooring business because my really? friends did that. And then I did it with them for like a couple months. And then I totaled my car oh, and I wow. took the money from the car and I got a truck and tools with the money. And then I just started doing it on my own and I started making crazy money. So I think it was like really? half a million dollars in the first year Are while I was in school. What the? So it was really? like stupid. Hold on. We, we got to stop here. <laughs> Half a million dollars in yeah. your wood flooring business. Yeah. Why were you what still in fuck? school? So I wasn't even going really. Like the guys would just, they would like drop me off at school in the morning and go to the job and then pick me up later. <laughs> and like I have nothing to show for those times. Like money wise, like I, I don't know what I do with it. Bar tabs and just big screen out. and bullshit. And I love try, that. That's yeah. so amazing though. I had this vision of myself though with like, with like a, a shoulder holster with a gun and a wife beater and a motorcycle and I wanted a big screen TV and that was like my vision when I moved to, to AZ which is so fucking stupid and I got the big screen was the first thing Best Buy card done swipe yep. not even in my name it was in my girlfriend's name at the time <laughs> I have no idea what uh, yeah and then uh, <laughs> then it went to then I got a gun, right? You know, I had to live there for 90 days with the driver's license in order to be able to purchase a gun. Yeah. So now I was like, all right, cool. I got my first pistol. I got the, the, the Beretta. I feel, that, I feel like I feel we're in a video game where, like, you have to go through levels and then you get money, like, go to a little shop and equip something Straight for you up. and build yeah. your character. Yeah, because when I moved there, the only thing I had was the wife beater. <laughs> and then got the whip, got the big screen, got then the Beretta. I, then this dude wanted me to do his wood floor, and he had a brand new Kawasaki six three six. Mind you, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. I just had this vision of myself on one with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get? Where did I don't that know. vision come from? It was probably like some like weird. I don't know. I thought I was like fucking Van Damme or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> he's literally like a Steven bad, Seagal. Yeah, he's like, like a bad guy in the fucking Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I got the motorcycle, and the guy dropped it off at my house, and it was sitting there for like two days laughing at me in the driveway <laughs> and then i finally just got up the balls to just get on it and you know it was a like a beast of, a, a beast of a bike and i got on it and i'm like i just had the fear that it was just gonna shoot out from under me <laughs> oh, and just yeah. go away <laughs> and like so i get on it and i'm like i get, i drove around my neighborhood in first gear for like <laughs> fucking for like an hour <laughs> just to get like stability on the bike and uh I never got comfortable on it. I was always afraid while I was on it. It was like, it never felt natural to me. Like driving yeah. a car, I drive the fuck out of a car. Yeah. But on the bike, it was just like, uh, okay, I'm going straight. I'm going straight. I'm going straight. <laughs> yeah. I'm shifting. I'm shifting. I'm turning left. I'm turning left. Like In my mind, it was just 
the whole time I'm just trying to process what's happening and it never felt natural to me and I remember like and I fell off it a couple times like going real slow trying to turn into a parking lot it's just like boom I do it I had that experience like the first time I was ever on a motorcycle I was like 16 and I get on it and I had the experience of like and it's like zero to like 80 right away I'm like oh shit I start I'm like I can't stop this I don't know how to stop it I I fucking like do this like weird thing where now I'm like Superman and like my legs started coming off and I was like, I either crash oh, into you're done. This, I either crash into this wall or you like I fucking just fall off. And I was like, well, this is going to suck. I, <laughs> let, I, I let go fall off. I spin probably like 10 times and literally the entire side of my body from my shoulder Holy down God. to my ankle shredded just blood, just skin Fuck. the entire thing. Bro, no. I, I never like built up the courage to be able to ride a motorcycle. I, I'm, I'll never get on one again. I literally rode terrible. on Ray's motorcycle once, like behind him, and like it was actually the greatest feeling ever. But like, I'm just like, bro, like you're not gonna find me on a motorcycle. There's no. no way. It's definitely a death trap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it looked cool in the movies. So yeah. I was like all about it. <laughs> you built your character. You yeah. were like John Payne, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking killing Terminator and shit. The motorcycle, yeah. yeah, and then somehow landing back on it. <laughs> <laughs> After you flip over like a yeah. bridge. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. And uh, I started doing videos while the flooring thing was starting to happen. Like as I got maybe within my last year of, of film school. Okay. And I, yeah, so I got, uh, my stepdad gave me and my buddy a loan to get, a couple cameras and some gear and really that I have that to thank for everything in, in, in some respect, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because had that not happened, had that opportunity, you know, had he not given us that and that opportunity not been placed in front of me like that, I don't know that I would have been so open to just shooting anything. And I was treating it like a business and, you know, trying to do everything. So I shot fucking, you know, uh, a local commercial, a uh, bar mitzvah, fucking, you, I mean, you name it, I did it. And then when I did my first music video uh, for like an unknown artist that my best friend was managing in New York, like they flew him out and we did this video for, you know, next to nothing or whatever. Yeah. And it was that one, like, it, you know, we shot it, we like edited it the next day and then it went up. And so the turnaround on it was so crazy that instantly I got to see like results. Mm-hmm. And that to me was the opportunity to hone my craft very, very quickly. And was this By seeing up? whether people hated it or loved it that fucking quick. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't this, like we were trying to shoot short films and you know, we'll write a movie and this and that. And like all these things that take fucking years. Yeah. And probably won't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't fucking Quentin Tarantino coming out of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... <clears throat> Then, I, as that was happening, I still thought I was going to be an editor. And then, as that was happening, I started to fall into the director slot and really start to like get creative. And music video was my shit. So I had never looked back. Like, that was it, was on from that moment. And then, what time was this around? This is 2007, 2008. Okay. So not that long ago, less than 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Let's just call it 10. Okay. That's where it kind of started. Yeah. Now, quick question, just because like you have a a really good wood flooring business. Mm -hmm. 
I'm trying to think of myself in that, right? Like, yeah. or, or any other person. Why stop that? Like, you could probably grow it and make really, really good money. You're making great money. Why stop that to do something that's not really bringing in income? Even though, like, you like it, you could build, a, like, an awesome business that's already, like, succeeding. So it was probably layers of guilt from going to school and wanting to like continue to pursue that after I had spent fucking four years doing it. And you'd always like somehow had a camera on. Right. So that was also a thing. It was also kind of in there, but really just the drive to follow the dream. Mm. Right. So I had, once I get a vision, I want to fucking go for it Mm. and I want to own it and kill it. And that whole thing. And the wood flooring was, you know, there was no, uh, like payoff for me and my, soul yeah you know it was fucking miserable we're in fucking it's a million degrees in arizona i'm in a different i'm taking a shit in a different person's house every fucking day (laughs) um i'm eating i'm like and then i started to turn a corner where in the beginning it was dope because we were just like making mad bread everyone was hung over every day we would just roll in there it was like my buddies were working for me and working with me and we you know i partnered with my boy like we were just like doing it and like you know it was just get fucked up do a job you know make enough money to keep getting fucked up and do the next job and it was like that kind of a thing. And then I would just, I started to realize I was like kind of turning a corner when I'm like, I'm in somebody's house and I'm in their cold cut drawer while they're at work and I'm, I'm rolling up ham and <laughs> stuffing it into my face. And then I'm going through their cabinets and I'm standing there and peeking out the window, looking towards the driveway while they're eating their children's Teddy Grahams. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this isn't for me. <laughs> this is not for me. So, you know, that was beautiful. When, you know, and and for real, you know what I mean. That was I literally beautiful. put myself yeah. in your shoes, yeah, and shed a thug <laughs> tear and said, "I feel you, John. This shit ain't for us." You know, dog. well, I think people come to that crossroads, especially like I'm just. I just want to talk about the influence yeah. of money, yeah. right? And and you're young at this point. You're like early twenties. Yeah. You know, Fresh because out. so many, it, it just like speaks to the point of you know sacrificing your life or your dream for money right and sometimes people think money is what can you know you hear it bring you happiness or oh man if i had that amount of money coming in shit i i wouldn't need anything but you know for you there came a time where you did have the money but your soul wasn't being fulfilled so the money it didn't really mean anything it's just an interesting dynamic to think about how much power does money really have I'm not saying it does no, or that's doesn't. A, that's it's a just, great it's point. Just, I, I like that you're trying topic. to, you know, rein it back into a place of meaning. And, uh, you know, it's true. It really is true. So the money was cool and it was fun, but I wasn't doing what I loved. Mm. And I, I started to fall in love, deep, deep love mm. with the music industry and film i'm a filmmaker but living in the music industry right Mm. so and i didn't know anyone in music and i you know hustled and plowed my way through that door i would you know find out who was coming to town and go to a show and grease a promoter and get backstage and get in a manager's ear and show him something and offer him something and the next thing i know i was on a plane and the next thing i know the shit's on mtv and then, you know, I come wow. back and fly, you know, fly back and Monday I'm back in class. And so that, that was 
sexual for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was love. I yeah. fell in love with it. Bro, and that, that like that real. and that, all that wood floor shit and the money shit, that meant nothing to me. Sure. Because the drive and passion that I had been it, the momentum yeah. that I was gaining. Yeah. It was a fucking struggle. Like a struggle. The type of struggle that your parents just don't understand, mm. right? And that and that'll ring home for a lot of people, right? Yeah, you're an artist. More often than not, unless you come from an artist family, they're not going to get it, right? So my yeah. dad comes from, you know, construction and sanitation, and you know that, like, you know, go be a plumber, and yeah, that kind of have thing. a trade, have a trade, learn a trade, just which I did have, learn have, a trade that yeah. I could always fall back on, but you know, everybody always wanted me to fall back on it real quick. <laughs> and so it's like that. I could, you know, the, having those conversations like year after year, it took a long time for people to really kind of like be cool with it. You know, how I think was mom it, was how, always supportive. How mm. was it with you dealing with, especially in the early stages, right, of dealing with that family dynamic? Because I feel like every creator goes through that. Yeah. That little like threshold of like the first kind of obstacle you have to be in your pursuit of this is my dream is you have to bypass the immediate family. Mm -hmm. And then later on, it becomes like, are you really going to make this a career? But like the first hurdle is that like, can I get through my my immediate family? Yeah. And then set out into the world. What was that like for you? Because even in the beginning, as glamorous as like those events, like being at a show, next day you want a flight, video on MTV, which is like, what the fuck? Fuck. It's right. like an artist hearing this song on the radio for the first time. Yeah. Right? It's exactly but what it's still like. scraping by. Right. Like it's exciting, but yeah. you're still scraping. Scraping, right? for sure. And like your passion is building because of these experiences. Your finances aren't able to show yeah. how glorious you see this is going to become. Yeah. So w what was that like battle like? Or like what was that dealing with that like, especially in those young stages for you because everybody goes through that yeah like mom i got a song on this dude's project or the, like our parents yeah 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 but parents, how much money did you make yeah. and that's the thing too and, that, yeah. and that's what, like and i don't want to bring it back a little bit there's no disrespect to my father because he comes from a you know uh a life of you get fucking paid for what you do yeah you know what i'm saying it could be your first day at work on a construction yeah. site and you never picked up a hammer in your life you're gonna get fucking paid yeah you, they don't come and audition you for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But what do you mean, pay your dues? Right, exactly. What does so, that mean? So, in a, you know, as an artist, like family seeing me struggle or kind of like I'm doing all this shit and I got shit on MTV and how come I don't have a Bentley? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, or like uh, I'm staying living in Arizona because cost of living is cheap and I'm barely there anyway because now I'm flying all over the place. Yeah, and it's like that. It does take, you know, it, it's, you have to cope with it. You know what I mean? You have to push through it. Because if I made this a hobby, which was recommended to me, mm. like, do it on the weekends. Mm. If I did that, if I made it a weekend thing and, it'd be, and it was a hobby instead of a passion and a career for me, I never would have made anything of myself. <sighs> never. For real. I had to fucking push through it. You have to. You have to. You have to. And if you don't, it'll eat you up. And if you look... I. <clears throat> This is a little bit off base, but I don't know. I got I sucked down the rabbit hole of like morbid shit one day, and I started looking up like uh, deathbed confessions. Oh, wow. Right? And so like the number one thing that, that people regret on their deathbed 
is not having followed their dream. <laughs> For real. Could you fucking imagine going your whole life and never, ever pursuing that thing that you wanted to do? And now you're about to die and like you never tried? Because it's one thing to try, like try and fail all day long. Yeah. But because then you could, you could say you did it. You yeah. Know, you could feel good about yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. But like to try and, and to never do it, it's, it's fucking, that's rough, man. And some people have to do it. It really is. Right? Yeah. You have to, you, you have to, you have a family to support. Or yeah. You, have, you know what I mean? Or, or some fucking bills to be like, some, like biggest, you have yeah. to. And I didn't have like financial support from my family. Like mm. I had to, I put myself in a position where I had to make money in order to pay my rent. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, our car or whatever the fuck I had. And I definitely got, I'm not saying I didn't get any help along the way. Yeah. But I wasn't getting my bills paid for. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I put myself in that position from the moment I left home. And that was critical for me to succeed because I had to, I had to, yeah. I had no fucking option and I damn sure wasn't about to move back into my mom's house. Damn right. You know what I'm saying? And that's no disrespect to anybody that has. Yeah. But Everybody has their own shit that they're right. dealing with or story exactly. getting there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I just couldn't in my mind. Yeah. And I put that out of there. And I also wouldn't get a fucking, a day job because I knew that it would take me away mm. from it. And I'm not saying really? don't do that. Okay. You know so what I mean? Took, but I couldn't the, do like, that. Full step into yeah. you will starve as an artist until you don't. Yeah. Because it didn't matter. Even when I made... All that money doing flooring. I still didn't have any savings. Sure. Yeah. I probably only had a, a few grand at a time, and I still was going cashing fucking, you know, $15,000 checks every week and 20000 You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck happened to any of that. I guess I traveled a little bit. Yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I fucking... Do you I, look back and be like, wait, really, though? What the fuck happened? Though? Yeah, because then I've had years where I was, like, struggling and, like, like somehow made it through the year on, like, 40 grand or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like... <laughs> How did I do that? <laughs> I must be a fucking magician. You know what I mean? For real. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Yeah, so that, uh, you know, intermittent support mixed with intermittent people questioning what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not being able to understand it. And uh, that was definitely hard for me at times. Okay. You know what I mean? It was definitely hard for me Take at times. Take us through that, though. Um. When you want something so bad mm. and no one else sees it, it, it's it's like being locked in a fucking padded room. Yeah. Because you could just wow. explain yourself to death. And you can't make people understand yeah, shit. Yeah, people still want You know what I mean? No, you cannot. So then you just start to quiet yourself mm. and, and work in that same padded room, but now you're just working. You know what I mean? So <coughs> it, 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 there's... It's a difficult feeling to articulate. Like I can't, I can't really I mean, look, express that. I think you did a that, fucking incredible job doing it. You know that because that that that's really what it feels like. Yeah, it's 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 difficult, man. It's a fucking. But that's I'm no different than anyone else there. <coughs> like that's no. a that's a struggle. It's that a is a real thing. Like are, any fucking artist. Like <laughs> I can't. I don't know any artist that their parents were like. Oh, what? You want to be a fucking rapper? You want to paint pictures? Fucking, yeah, of course. Go do that. You're, 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 and I'll support you're you totally going to make it. Honey. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. Yeah. And that's not to say that my parents didn't believe in me or yeah. anything like that. Like, they definitely did. But 
you know, there's levels to it. I'm sure. Truly. Because I doubted myself at points. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Like, yeah. a, 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 a part of me looks back, right? Like, we always, like, get to certain stages where we look back on, like, the road travel. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know, up until hitting rock bottom, it was always, like, optimistic. Like, it's our year. But, like, when you're... Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. But, like, but when you're struggling, but you're also moving towards something, and, like, you're around your dream and are pushing forward... Even if it's not tangible, you look back and you're smiling at it, right? Uh Because I don't think any artist in any field or even athlete or even fucking, it's all relative, dog, like, or any career, right, can grow and become what they fully are capable of without being dead in the trenches. It's not going to come. Like, nobody, like, made it to a certain point or no... No, like, I, I feel like, and shit, if I'm wrong, y'all let me know, but, like, I don't feel like there's many artists out there that, like, had support from the family financially until Johnny's dream was good and, and you know, had everything taken care of and just focus on your craft because that's comfort. Like, you don't get to, like, the essence of your craft without discomfort. Yeah. You don't get to any level of, like, a career without feeling what it is to have nothing. And that's why I feel like it's akin to, you know, you you compare some of the kids that had nothing growing up and then knew what nothing was and never wanted to have nothing again to attain something. And then you look at... Some of these kids from really prominent families whose family gives them everything, who they've experienced all facets of the world and every opulence you can when they're by the time they're fucking 12. So it's like, what's left? Mm-hmm. And then it's just like everything's around. It's like there's no struggle. But like, Dude, what's the point? Pain. <clears throat> pain is the first 10 fucking rungs on the ladder of success. Mm. If, if you haven't climbed through that, mm. then. You can't be. And I'm not saying success like money. Yeah. It could be success like money. It could be success like, uh, you know, uh, peer appreciation. Yeah. It could be being a, uh, knowing thyself and being a good spirit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, getting humbled, feeling pain. Pain and struggle are, are the f- fucking the entirety of the build. Yeah. Like God success right. is... <clears throat> Success is a fucking a, a ladder, a mountain of fucking failures put together. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's it, it, at least it, it was for me. Mm. You know what I mean. And the world probably didn't see it that way. And that's not even to, to gas myself up and say I'm successful. But like, but no, fuck I, I that. feel no, 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 good no, no, about no, fuck who that, I fuck, am. No, fuck that. Fuck that. Again, this is where I come in on that. Like yeah. humble and all this shit. Like fuck that. Fuck you goddamn right. You are. <laughs> you know why? It's that. And, and this is the beauty of, 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 of this podcast. And we spoke about this shit on the phone. It's like, mama, we made it, right? Mm-hmm. And, yo, w- what was, like, success, right? But deep in my, like, ethos, dog, yes, there's levels of, like, echelons that people reach and things that they get as a result of it money access cars lifestyle this that and the Mm -hmm. other but the true success and i feel like you you embody that is having actualized a dream 
Right. Yep. Regardless of what comes from that dream, regardless of the spoils that are reaped, or somebody realize their dream and then realize, you know what, like my dream isn't giving back to me as much as I need, but I did it. Yeah. Right. And then go off into somewhere else or somebody like pivots from one career to another and like continues to grow. At the end of the day, it's growth, but like success, especially in this like bubble of entertainment and media that we live in, right? And especially in this like externally driven world that we live in, mm-hmm. success is really being able to look at, in my eyes, is being able to look at your mirror, at yourself in the mirror and smile. Which is like hard. Here. It's hard. <laughs> Very hard. Yeah. But th- those are the yeah. rungs on this fucking ladder, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, you can do it a real dirty way. Yeah. You know, or you can do it, you know, a, a clean way. And when you get to that top of that ladder and you're able to look yourself in the mirror, the big question is, is, is am, am I the best me that I can be? And then when you start asking yourself that fucking Oof, question. Very scary. Dude, you, I guarantee most people, if you looked yourself in the mirror right now and asked yourself if you are the best the absolute best that you can be, the answer is no. No. And if, right. you, and if you say yes, you're lying. Bro. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. real. You're lying. Absolutely. Because for every real. day is a struggle to be the best you, that you can be. It's a search for that. Okay? This is a journey. Like life from day one to the end yeah. is a journey to yeah. find thyself. And the journey Figure is- you out. And you know the journey is really Aleppo with bombs fucking like yeah. blasting and not knowing if you're going to like be in a bomb area while you're sleeping. That's, yeah. what, the, that's what the journey is. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The 100%. journey is Gotham City yeah. fucking like sh- shattering in front of you. Yeah. But you somehow make it to the next step mm-hmm. and wake up. That's what the journey is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Over, the journey over is over and over again. Like so many people talk about the journey, like they they got the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's factory. Well, also, there's, <laughs> and there's no end point. And, and I, they're Charlie. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. have to be. Yeah. And that's the thing, <laughs> though. And I'm Grandpa yeah. Joe laying in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no end point. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no like. <laughs> For real. Can't get up. Yeah. Augustus Gloop doing fucking yeah, yeah, backstroke yeah, yeah. in the Chocolate <laughs> River. You know what I mean? Shout out to Augustus Gloop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's no end point, you know, and I, I think like people want to attain that tangible thing, like that mama I made it thing yeah. where it's like the pinnacle. But usually whenever you get there, even like whether it's a like money thing or a status thing or anything that you, you've made drawn that line for, you get there and you're like, all right, now I'm here. And usually it's never as good as the you've played it back a thousand times in your mind, it would be. Uh-huh. You're there and you're like, I was cool. All right, now where am I going? You know, like we say all the time, everyone struggles, millionaire struggles to be billionaires. Yep. You know, like it's just, it's all relative and going along that journey, it, it's, it's a constant evolution. Things change and it's, it's different things at different moments. And, and that's what's beautiful about it. And going to you, I think one of the mo- more pivotal moments was just discovering your dream. You know, that's a huge that's point. That's a big thing. Sometimes people live their entire lives with, like, you, you may even know it. Actually, not even knowing it. Not even taking the chance to know it. You know, just saying, like, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. And like you said, sometimes you have to because you got a family, you got to pay your bills. And maybe you 
do like the risk analysis and you can't take that jump. But I think giving yourself a moment to realize and discover what that dream is, is important in itself. So you can, you know, go after it. Yeah, I think uh, I probably hit some luck there in being able to figure out the dream. Um, Because there's a lot of people that know that they're creative and know that they have a dream, but they don't know what the dream is. And um, that's probably a really tough place to be in, I would say. Uh, but, 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 but keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Because it'll come. And often it comes from something getting out of a place that you don't like. Be grateful for those moments because it's often those moments that show you kind of that light. Mm. You know, um, Or else you would have been still laying those wood floors, my man. Yeah. I mean, look, we all searching. Like, yeah, I was in this music shit for God knows how long, and like to be honest, like the last like three to four years was really like shit. Like I'm just trying to be the music guy, you know what I mean? Like ec- outwardly looking at me, like and it used to trip me out how how many people were like, "Yo, dog, like, noosh, you're getting it. Like I see it. It's gonna happen. Like look, everybody feels this way. You're such an inspiration. All that." And, like, I felt like they were talking to a fucking hollow figurine of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, I was telling myself that was still the dream. But it's crazy that, like, it's one of those scenarios where, like, the dream wasn't that for me anymore. You know what I mean? But I was living within the dream I had created. Yeah. Right? And, like, it didn't change until, and, like. And the character you created. Yeah. Like, you were supposed to be this guy that you thought of. Yeah. And it's wild because for me, like. Imagine living a life, right, where you're literally basing all of your your shit on does it match how they see me? Oh. And and then when you Yeah, yeah. Deadly shit, right? And then it's like everybody <laughs> sees you differently, right? So it's like you're you're putting up this allure until it switches. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Fortunately for me, it was like when you hit rock bottom and then look at yourself in the mirror, like I started to smile knowing that like now because this has happened, now let's put it in the gear and start figuring it the fuck out. Glorious, glorious moment. Glorious moment, bro. It's like minus the uh, Teddy Grahams. You feel me? And the, and the ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real. John, I want to talk to you about when it started becoming more real for you. The moment for me where it started to become real was... I can't remember really what the first TV video was. I remember the first countdown video. and That was Slaughterhouse Microphone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but I don't remember the first like TV video. But I'm sure that was monumental as fuck. Yeah. But, like, for me. Yeah. But I do remember, like, graduating college, and everyone has this, like, portfolio review where, like, alumni and, like, people who are hiring come and look at the up-and-coming talent. And 
It was fucking Phoenix, man. It was it's it, it's crazy. To be, the talent pool was pretty limited, but the people hiring was really limited. So they <laughs> yeah. were like coming from like some place where they're like, yeah, well, you can be an intern at the news station, <laughs> kind of shit. You know what I mean? And so everybody had like this bullshit thing. It'd be like, yeah, I uh, went and shot some footage in the woods, and then I put a filter over it, and it looks like the Predator mask. And then they like come <laughs> over, they come over to my booth, and I have like. A 30-minute documentary that I just submitted to Sundance that I shot all over the country, on my, you know. And then I have uh, a TV playing, I don't know, probably eight to ten videos that are rolling on MTV at that moment. Oh, wow. Right? So this is like while I'm in still college. in school. So that, there was things happening. Yeah. Right there. You know what I mean? It was already going down. Yeah. So like when I kind of saw my peers mm-hmm. at that moment mm-hmm. i was just like okay something's happening here and then in 2010 uh double xl did the freshman 10 cover and that was when it had like wiz and big sean mm. and freddie gibbs and nipsey and you know all those dudes and uh and they did a freshman five directors and they put me in that. Oh, wow. And Fuck. that wow. was like my first print. That was like... Oh, and that's, a, and that's a big a, first print. That's a big first print. That's and so, humongous. Mm-hmm. Especially for that year, too. There was like was hell hell of, that, that year one. was a hell of a yeah. fucking hell year, of a year. Bro. Yeah. And um, so being able to like call my parents and tell them to go to like any place that was like a newsstand and go buy this magazine and wow. see me in it. And they were just like... Like that, my mom cried, and oh. that was my mama. I made it moment. Oh. Mama, mama, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Go pick up that copy. It's on complex. <laughs> That's what. Like, hold on. What was that feeling like? How did you find out? Like, how were you contacted? Like, so I have no idea. Still to this day, how I was contacted, but the writer for the article just had reached out to me. Had found me somehow, some way, and reached out, and. At the time, I was doing like some Wu Tang and Dipset videos and uh, the Slaughterhouse shit. Like, I kind of helped helped pop them a mm. bit. Like, I heard the first record before it was even a group, and I called and I like called like Scram Jones, who put me in touch with fucking Joel Ortiz's manager and this and that. And then we did uh, we did a video called Move On, and that was like the first like slaughterhouse video mm. as oh, them wow. like being able to see them all together and it was like a fucking eight minute song and it was just all the four of them just pouring their hearts out about their fucked up record deals that they had in the oh, past wow. so joe with def jam and joel with aftermath and crooked with uh death row and then it was royce's apology public apology to m holy fuck and that like then that kind of started to get momentum there mm. and then we did the microphone video and then I did I think I did like solo videos for all of them and there was just it was starting to pick up mm. and things were feeling good but like the the magazine thing I guess they contacted me because there was there was momentum for me yeah you know and then when it came out I was just like ugh, like how this is real like you know what I mean like I had that shit framed and what's ill is that anybody that. whose house I've been in that was also in that issue, whether it's the other directors yeah. or the artists, like going to Gibbs' place and Gibbs has it on his wall. Like, I always take a picture with somebody with us framed uh, by with the, the frame. Wall. Yeah, yeah, because it's, everyone has it. You know what I mean? That was a defining moment for, yeah. for all of us, Holy for everyone on that cover. Fuck. And so that was like a big moment. That was a big moment. 
That's know? insane. And that's for anybody. Yeah, any artist that's made it on a Freshman Bro, 10 cover is yeah. like, that's like, it's huge. Whether they popped or not, like that's a, that's a big accomplishment. I mean, it's, yeah, history, it, it's, a, it's a famous thing. I mean, to get on the, the, yeah. the freshman class, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. This is, you're recognized. Eyes are on you. Yeah. Very serious. I want to ask you this. Like, coming up, like, now, now it's starting to pick up. Now it's starting to become real. Now that young motherfucker that was greasing the fucking, you know, promoters and the venues yeah. and all that and getting backstage and chopping it, like, you would develop your hustler art because you're not a shy guy. Right. 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 And you have a good time. So it's like you're finding ways to, to, to communicate with these cats. You're allowing your craft to start showing itself. And it's proving itself by being on MTV, all that. This is when like music TV yeah. is still bustling. Yeah. Right. What, what was it like for you? And like, how did you navigate those waters? Because, you know, I feel like in this digital age now, right? Like so many cats are getting good behind the 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 screen, right? But in this business, like you need to be moving and shaking cats yeah. in and know who you are because naturally you're in seedier waters. Right. Like the music game ain't yeah, no joke. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But <laughs> number four thousand and eighty. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> the record company is shady. <laughs> Very real. How was that like for you in like the hustle and bustle and like what what was that? Because I feel like you came at a time where it was ripe for somebody like you to make a personal stamp, right? And as a creator, like your dream was coming true, but like it was really coming true. This shit was your dream. It wasn't like I'm gonna go be a music video director, right? Your path led you to this role, and you owned the fuck out of it. Right, and naturally you're directing your shit. You're just going here, here, there, getting what you needed to done. But how was that, especially young John, right, navigating those waters and meeting these cats along the way? Like you're literally, you your path inserted yourself into the history of the music business for our generation. So I would say that. My hustle and network skills were like far exceeding my talents as a director for quite a period of time. Like mm. it took a while for those to catch for the talent to catch up or the skill level to and catch up. And you knew up. that. Yeah, I, I knew that. It bothered the shit out of me too though mm. because no one else knew that. I knew that though. Like deep down when I looked at myself in the mirror, I was getting work. I got jobs when I didn't even show a reel. People were just like, you know, I, I went to Jamaica with junior reed and we shot some videos and uh, we did a video with cassidy and i was like wilding out like dancing in the fucking jamaican club and cassidy was like this dude's wild i want you to do my video and like he didn't even see anything you know what i'm saying and that Yo. like and like as dope as that is it bothered me respect you know what i'm saying because no, i wanted to get it off my merits right. and not off, off my work. personality because that's how i got through school that's how i passed everything that's mm. how i got certain places was and that's how i got access was my mouthpiece and your natural talents right you know what's wild to that point and i want to bring this up because like it's crazy because this shit haunted me up until recently <laughs> and it's crazy like feeling your story and like it's wild like we've met so many times in passing you know what i'm saying and like it's just always been a profound respect and like naturally mm-hmm. our energies are similar. So it's like, that guy's cool and uh-huh. that guy's cool. Like, cause like who the fuck is noosh really in the music <laughs> game at that time? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But 
the more and more we go into this, it's like it's crazy how we can see reflections of ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's really refreshing and 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 super fucking like it's so interesting to me because like there are times where we feel so alone in the world, but there are us out there, you know what I'm saying, and it takes like a level of vulnerability or openness, if you will, to be able to put that out there, you know what I'm saying and one one thing to that point that uh, one of my favorite teachers ever, um, James Owens, he was my business communication teacher at SC. <laughs> and look, like I'm a I'm a word slinger, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And I just happen to process things really quickly, and and be able to articulate. But before I was graduating, my uh, my professor brought me in and was like, you know, uh, what are you about to do? All this, this, and that, and the other. <clears throat> and he sat me down. He's like, look, you're one of the, the most brilliant, like, natural uh, speakers and communicators that I've ever come across, right? He's like, in this USC field, like, you're dominant. Like, you, you literally can captivate a room. You're able to speak to somebody one-on-one. And you just have the, un, like, the innate ability to communicate. Like, he's, like, you haven't ta-, he's like, have you taken classes or anything? I'm like, no, what the fuck? But... He told me one thing. He's like, I want to tell you one thing as somebody that, that wants you to win. And he's like, I want to challenge you to study your ability to communicate as an art, right? To take it seriously, mm-hmm. to like take classes on speaking, to like go into that. Because he's like, I feel like that is... And mind you, I was studying business, so I was like, let me hustle and bustle and whistle. But he's like, take it seriously. He's like, you're so naturally gifted, but you don't have structure. He's like, you're able to do it now. He's like, but if you get into the real world and solely rely on your natural talents, it's a recipe to at best be average. Yeah. Mm. Because all of the talented ones, if they don't practice, are just ahead until they're behind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, in, in, no, but imagine this, in that conversation, that hit me like a ton of bricks right? because I knew, right? But imagine this, I was still getting by on my natural abilities for years after that, knowing this. That, well, that's where it gets dangerous. It gets dangerous, but it also, like, it also, it touches on a, a, a multitude of points. And the, but the one that I want to like, harp on is knowing something is one thing, right? But actualizing it and finding out what the fuck it takes for you, X person, to figure that out is a whole nother thing, mm-hmm. right? I knew I was relying on my natural talents. My natural talents were still getting me by quite nicely, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't phoning anybody out. I was just comfortable in my mediocrity of not like taking it to another level and it was still working but a la John I was looking at myself like fuck I could be better fuck I need to take it more seriously fuck is this what you really like about to like are you really putting your shit on no you need to be better and I feel like so many of us go through this and know this right and let it eat ourselves up until we take action 
You know what I'm saying? So to that point, I just wanted to like, you know, <laughs> word to the listener. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The mirror is your friend, right? And when history is all said and done, the sooner that we're able to be honest with ourselves about whatever the fuck it is, the quicker our history changes. You feel me? When What, what was it for you going through wanting to get it on your merits, how did you start being able to get it on your merits and be comfortable with that? Practice, dude. Practice. You it know makes I mean? perfect, like, bro. You know, that's, that's the only thing, is just continuing to hustle, to get the jobs, to do better work, and to learn more. And the more I hustled, I got myself into, you know, bigger artists which led to slightly bigger budgets which led to me being able to do hire better people Mm. and do better work and then all of a sudden everything looks a little bit different it feels a little bit different and now i have something called experience Mm. which is a whole other fucking thing (coughs) that you don't get out the gate you know what i mean i didn't ride into this on anyone's coattails right so a lot of directors like you know come in riding the wave of a particular artist, mm-hmm. right? They're their guy, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and they yeah. ride in with that guy, yeah. and they get to soak up that guy's experience, mm-hmm. yeah. too. He points you in the direction a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If that guy's like, fortunate enough to make it. Right, if that guy's fortunate to make it, or has made it in the past, mm-hmm. and now you jumped on the boat, yep. right? He's keeping it afloat because he knows some shit. Mm. And he can tell you because he's been burned by a director. Yeah. He did a video he didn't like in the past. He knows a thing or two. He knows the video commissioner. Now we did a few little jobs. Now we can get you some bigger ones. Mm. Like, I didn't have anybody to teach me or show me any of those things. So there's that I had to learn all that shit step by step. I remember my first communication with a video commissioner was Atlantic Records. And she was giving me a shot, and she was like, why don't you write on this record? Uh, it's B.O.B. and this other guy, and we think we're going to call him Bruno Mars. And it's like that oh, kind wow. of a thing. And you know what I'm saying? And it was nothing on you. And I was like, I was like and shit. I was like, okay, cool. And I had never written a treatment. I had probably done 150 music videos and never wrote a treatment because everything was done off of mouth. Right, so it's like, yo, I want to do this, I want to do that, blah blah blah. And the thing was, is that the budgets were so small, people will allow you to kind of just do whatever. Yeah. yeah then yeah. when the big money starts rolling in, that's when the fucking microscope starts cranking. Mm, yeah. Right. So that's that's a, that's when it becomes a different story. Mm. Now I didn't even know that there there was a video commissioner, or you you got a rep or an agent, or you were with a production company, or. I didn't know the hierarchy of how a music video happens. So if anybody's listening and they're an aspiring filmmaker or music video director, here's something that no one ever told me. The way that a music video in the music industry gets made, not independently, but a record label job. Yeah. And this is how it happens. An artist goes in the studio and he makes fucking music. And then that music gets approved by the A&R, right? And then it gets sent through the label and everybody says, green light, go, go, go. This is the one. Let's put money behind it. And then they sit down, the commissioners and the other executives, and they decide that this is going to be the budget that we're going to pull out of this artist's budget for the year 
which by fourth quarter is gone. Yeah. Okay. So this is the amount of money that we're going to put into this particular video. Mm. And then they take it and they shop it out to reps. And the reps go to the production companies and their directors that are signed to them. And they say, hey, why don't you write for this? So the commissioner has given that out to a handful of reps who have now given it out to a handful of directors at a handful of companies. So now you have something called competition, which mm. you're probably not used to if you've just been working with artists. Right. Yeah. Right. So now it's not a single bid anymore. You actually have to put your fucking ideas down on paper and visualize it mm. enough to where they can understand it, like it, yeah. and approve it. And your clout amongst the others. Oh, shines that's through. that's tremendous. If you don't have the name, you better have the best fucking idea. And the best fucking idea don't necessarily get you the job. No. Yep. So you gotta have a thick skin because you better be used to rejection. The biggest motherfuckers in the world don't get the job. For a real. lot of the time. For real. Because that happens. And they, they had tough skin throughout the whole shit. You better be used to rejection. Absolutely. You better be used to it. Absolutely. Because you put your ideas down on paper and it's your blood, sweat, and tears. Oof. You think it's the fucking dopest shit and then you never hear anything again. <laughs> right? And, and when you don't hear anything again, but yet everybody thinks you're fucking killing it. Right? <sighs> so you're in your fucking house feeling like shit and you are screaming success and failure is echoing back at you. Wow. Oh and it's Stop. And it's horrific. Stop. Oh. Okay, I need a moment of silence for that. Though. You're screaming success and failure is echoing back at you, bro. Like, that could not have be put any more poetically. Like, that's a fucking John Rumi quote. You know what I'm saying? That, that like, pierced the skin, though, B. Like, what the fuck? So, so you have to... That's reality. Right. You have yeah. to own that moment. You know what I'm saying? And I've never spoken candidly like this. You know what I'm saying? When I yeah. go do radio and do this yeah. and that, it's, and, and not that I do too much of that now, but in the past, because that was all over. Sure, sure. Right, that's promo, right. It's promo. This is not promo. Yeah. So for that, it's always like, hey, you know, I'm in the building. <laughs> <laughs> young flyer, flashy, young John, John Colombo. Whoa. You know, you know what I'm mean? saying? We here, baby. What you know up, what I mean? What up, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's that. But I'm, I'm speaking very candidly here. You know what I'm saying? There has been struggle and strife. And... It's, it's a fucking, like I said, a mountain of failures. I, I just want to interrupt and say it's an honor to hear it, though. Mm. You understand me? Because Thank you. just listening to it, like, it's crazy. Like, this for me is like hearing a classic album, right? Uh. Because, <laughs> what it do? <laughs> no, because it's like Thank you. the songs that hit you, like, even as a director, right? We spoke a bit, and we're going to get into this in a bit, about having to feel something for the song to be able to create it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just fucking the Ford factory right. where you're just running down the, the mill. But when a, another human being, especially a creator, that, that's had your history, right, that has, has and continues to make his mark on the culture, right, to hear the reality and the human aspect of this grind it, it it just makes the fucking hairs on my trimmed Persian arms stand all the way the <laughs> fuck up. You feel me? You dig. Yeah. But it's it's real life, yeah. right? Like that. The essence of that connects with so many people. Mm. But in this 
world of promo and everything's good and mm-hmm. we balling and social it, media yeah, yeah. yeah you're only seeing the best me yeah cats are thinking this and the shit's echoing to them but nobody's right. stepping out the house and screaming right for right. the neighbor to come out right. like i feel like i'm the neighbor and you're like screaming and i'm like knocking on your door like john i feel you like you want to come have some food <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. But it's this, the, the story behind the smile that, that really is what it is. Because in, 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 this, in this bubble, what we're doing is we're just putting out all of the good. All of the, we're making it. All of the, nothing stopping. Uh-huh. There may be stories here, there, whatever about shit going on. But what's coming from me to you, ex-persons or millions of people, is it's all good. When at the end of the day, regardless of who you are and how big you are, you're a human being. Yeah. You got a girl, yeah. you got a mom, you got a kid, you got uh, your brother, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got finances to yeah. deal with. You, you're getting fucked on the, on, on the back end of something, but you can't say it because like, that's suicide, right? But you're looking at cats like, wait, what the fuck? Like, at the, over this? And all of these things go down, but that's the human shit. The brand shit's always like it's plush. Yeah, we out yeah. here. Yeah. Like I'm taking a picture with it. You next right. steps. Right, and that's the whole thing is too. And I, I'm guilty of it too. If you, you know, like of course, it's, of course. It's, we all are. Bro. Just, the, the, that's the it thing. Happens. It's, it's it happens. It yeah, happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's not important to project an image of success because absolutely that does matter in the in absolutely the society that we does. live in. It does matter, right? And so that's. But even this, hold on, but even this, how many times are we, until we like start to really like internalize it and like have a conviction towards that question of am I the best me or even like on a milder level, am I taking the steps towards that? Because the best me is like a fucking pinnacle. Like almost everybody has to say no because you could be a better you tomorrow. For sure. Right? But the, the real crux is like... Am I walking towards that really though? Mm. Like even if I'm not doing everything, what can I do differently, right? Yes, projecting success and and faking it so you make it of sorts or just like believing that you're, look, you have to be nuts to believe you're going to make it and own that. You have to be fucking batshit crazy. Any artist, any creator, you have to be crazy. Like our parents are right. 99.9% 99.9% of the time, are, the parents in general are right. It's a field that you literally need to be lucky. You need to be working your fucking ass off. You need to be able to withstand the pressures of everything as it comes. You know what I'm saying? You can get it. It can be taken away. But how many of us are having that open conversation behind closed doors even? Yeah. Yep. Amongst our friends that are looking at us like that fucking golden statue that's right. just radiated. That's the shit. Yeah. Because we still not. Well, yeah, and that 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 praise will do something to you as well. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, being a director of music videos and being a director of commercials is two different things. You might bank the fuck out on commercials mm-hmm. and starve doing music videos, but music videos got your name on it. Yeah. You kind of out there a little bit. Yeah. You get to go out there. You got celebrity friends now. Things are different, right? But then you got to kind of ask yourself, right? Am I doing this <coughs> to? Am I working hard? to feed myself mm. and my family or am I working hard to feed my enormous fucking ego? 
right? What am I trying to feed right now? Why am I working so hard? Is it because I want to look fucking dope? Because there's been a lot of times where I do it because I want to look fucking dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want people to accept me. I want people to love me. I want people to want to be me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is for real. Which is, you know. That's some very vain, real. psychotic shit. And Absolutely. that goes on very all real. fucking day long. Absolutely. But and a lot of people feel it. And it's real. very real. Right. So, like, I'm lucky and blessed to, to be at a point right now where <clears throat> failure is not screaming back at me anymore. Mm. Years have passed. Right. I'm not feeding my ego as much yeah. anymore. Right. But it takes you looking in the mirror and asking those questions. And I'll be honest, you know how many fucking days go by that just fly by days and weeks and months where I don't even fucking think about those things? I don't even ask the question and mm-hmm. I don't think, I just get up, I get out the house, I grind my ass off, I go to sleep at night, I watch some fucking Netflix, I get up, I do it, I do it, and then that's it. And it's just a fucking lather, rinse, repeat of that fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's not until I settle down and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you know what sucks is that sometimes falling on your ass is the thing that makes you settle down. And that's rough. True you know shit. So, that's facts. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just the real. That's facts. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, which, <clears throat> I mean, I've had that moment too. You know what I mean? I've had a rock bottom. So look, so just, just to go back into what we were just talking about, yeah. I am in no way promoting honesty in the music industry. Okay, let's just make that super fucking clear. I am in no way saying that you should go tell people that you're broke if you're broke. Word. Okay? Yeah. I'm not saying that. That's not, that's you know why? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Because the society that we live in yeah. and the industry that this is. And the culture that it is the also. the culture that we are curating together. It's rags to riches, <laughs> right? baby. It is rags to riches. And the thing is, is that nobody wants to be a brown and broke motherfucker. It's yeah. dead God's honest truth. Absolutely. Right? You know why? Because if you're broke, you probably need something from me. And I'm so fucking selfish that I don't want to give you anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the general consensus. That's, so just FYI, got, if you're like entering right. and you're on your way in, I'm not saying, and I, I am a fucking hater of fake it till you make it. Yeah. I, I, I hate fake it till you make it because fake it till you make it is bullshitting your way into something. Yeah. And I'm all about kind of talking your way into something. Yeah. But with the expectations of you can actually deliver. Yeah. Right. And even if you're on the fence about it, that's okay because that's called a challenge. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like challenge yourself. Every video should be or every job or every anything that you create. Like the next one should be challenging. Right. If you're making the same thing over and over again, nobody gives a flying fuck. So. Yes, continue to challenge yourself. Put yourself in waters that are shaky and that you haven't, you know, that you haven't swam in before. All that stuff. Yeah. But carry yourself in a way to where it does not appear that you really need anything. Mm. The minute you start screaming that is the minute everybody runs for the hills, mm. and that's the truth around here. It is. That's what it is. It really Absolutely. is. And that's you know, I learned that before I moved to LA. Like you know, just fucking make friends, man. <laughs> For real, like I think Shaw Money told me your net uh, your network determines your net worth. Yeah, and it was it carries such a different <laughs> level in weight when Shaw says that. Yeah, yeah. Know, when Shaw says I mean? that, it's a My whole man's notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your net worth <laughs> determines your net worth, homie. But, but also, like you said, I mean, it was backed by practice too, which is like just yeah. a point I wanted to point out too. Is you know both you and Nushi who have the gift of gab, right? People, there's, there's so many people with natural talent 
then you could ride off that for a very long fucking time. Yeah. And why I brought up uh, earlier why it was a little dangerous, because with that natural talent comes a lot of fucking yes men. But those yes men aren't even fucking important because the important people just say, yeah, he's got talent, but he's not there yet. So you surround yourself with like the people who are like, oh, he's dope, he's dope. But the real people who are making real decisions are the ones that say, oh, he's not there yet. Yeah. And the only way you get there is you match that talent with fucking practice. But people don't want to fucking practice because practicing sucks. It's boring. It's hard. It's takes a long fucking time. It's not overnight. And you have to do it all the fucking time and you can't stop. It's like it, we, I relate it to musicians. I relate it to singers. People who singers who think they don't need to get vocal lessons. You know, <laughs> I'm good. I'm signed. Fuck you. No, not the time to kick your feet up. Yeah. Not so, the time. You know, going to what you said, though, it's like the only way to deliver is you got to put in the work and as much natural talent as you think you have, as many fucking views on YouTube you think you have or friends or fucking fake ass followers. Like if you're not putting in the work, the people that actually matter, that very small group of people don't give a fuck about you unless you're putting in that work. And that's just the very real truth in this music industry. And that circle is very tiny, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yes, men are a, a, a deadly parasite. Yeah, man. It, <laughs> it's confusing. It is confusing. And it, you know what? It ends up hurting. You end up hurting the people that you're trying to be close to. Um, you know, I mean, I've worked with fucking artists that have those yes men around them. And it, it's just fucking ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. you're hurting them. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, my my friendship with... And, and working relationship uh, with CeeLo is, you know, to a point where, like, like I, I hope that he respect. I know that he respects me because I'm not a yes man, mm. right? Because he'll call me out on my shit like he did earlier. And I'll not necessarily, I'll call him out on his shit, too. On a friend level, but also to the point where he knows so much that I'm, and he doesn't keep any yes men around him. So let me just say that as well. But that's also why he doesn't keep much of a circle. And he doesn't yeah. travel with a big fucking entourage because he doesn't need that to gas his head up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now it's to the point where he'll, he'll send me a beat, just a plain old beat and be like, what do you think about this? What do you think we could go with this? You know what I mean? And that's, and then like, say, I have a catalog of music that's, that's not released. Yeah. Because we just want to riff ideas back and forth and, and talk a little bit. And like that's because he knows I'm going to give him some truth. He and wants to know genuinely what someone thinks about it, as most artists do at some point. Well, and but it, probably in the beginning, they don't want to know. Hell no. And going they don't back want to your, know. Going back to your you better not about, tell them you don't like it. No, fuck. You know what I mean? No, you're, in you're the gonna, beginning, oh, until they're nice. a seasoned artist, yeah. you look at the people that are veterans in the music industry, yeah. those are the people that are humble. Mm. Yeah. The people that have been in it long enough, if they have lasted and they have stood the test of time in music, yeah. they are a good person and they are humble. Period. Yeah. Like because I have worked because they have been humble. The most in the giant the biggest egos I've ever worked with are brand new artists that have never had a video before. Always. Really? Yeah. It's gotta be. You got the song buzzing on the radio, shit's just starting to pop. And that's nothing against them. Oh, it's the first time you're feeling Fuck all this it, stuff. Man. It's all new. Feel yourself. Yeah. But I prefer not to work with that. You know what I mean? Personally. But on the flip side, I also like being a person that's able to kind of sculpt and create the first visual and presentation of an artist. Sure. And build their image. 
You know what I mean? That, that's that's also really dope. But a lot of people don't want to hear them, you know, hear hear the truth or hear if something's not great or hear if something could be better. You know what I mean? How do you when you get an artist line? that has an engineer that will, you know what I mean? Or, or And they sit there and they fucking, they ask like, hey, what do you think about that? Then that's fucking amazing that yeah. they care what someone else thinks about it. Yeah. Truly, genuinely wants to know. Absolutely. Can I make this better? Yeah. Right? And a lot of people don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. Well, it's like you're saying like you're, you know, advocating for, or you're not advocating for honesty, but in these moments, this is where you, these are the moments you should be honest with the people that actually fucking matter. The ones that you want to win. Yeah. Because we I need more like, people to like To be honest around. though, bro, like I think like, especially cats within the circle of the team should be honest. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like the core group should be honest. And to that point, sometimes, sometimes the person asking for an opinion like that ear can't tell you mm. what it is right and that honesty is actually a lot better than just being like yeah, yeah. <laughs> because look like imagine somebody genuinely asking you like you genuinely ask me like yo what do you think of that you like that and you see me like like it, it, it's blatantly obvious i'm just dumbfounded but i'm like yeah <laughs> oh my yeah you like it right like of yeah. course yeah you're not gonna be like, I knew it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I got one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's a divide, but what, what I wanna know is this. The like, summer is mine. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is not a game. <laughs> the internet is not a game. How do you balance that though? Because you're talking about. Honestly, the, the, mo- the most difficult thing is being in the room with those yes men. Like, I, I'm not a yes man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, especially now. Now I just don't give a fuck about anything yeah. or anyone. Uh, to, to a point. You know what I'm saying? To where, to where it comes out naturally and people appreciate the things that I'm saying. Mm. Or, you know, if I don't want to work on something. It's not just because <laughs> I don't want to work on it. <laughs> like, I fucking love making music videos and I fucking damn sure love money. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if... I'm not going to bring you the best piece of work or the best of me because I don't connect with the record. It doesn't mean it's a bad record. It's probably going to be a fucking hit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think Big Sean was going to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wild. And, and but, so I'm, I'm, I'm not the fucking, you know, the, the judge on anything. But being able to step away from something, I've allowed amazing things to happen by backing off of shit. Because somebody else might do a way better job than I would have done mm. because I didn't have it for that. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, That's important, too, to recognize here, Here's that. a phenomenal yes man story. So <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got a call. I got a call one day. You know what's funny? I got the call right when I was like, I'm out of music videos. I'm not doing them no more. Like literally like a fucking hour later, (laughs) I get a call. It's like, yo, man, I need you to come to the studio and sit down with Young Thug. We want you to do all the videos off Jeffrey. (laughs) Uh. I was like, I'm like, okay, fuck fuck it. You know, because that's still part of me. Like I still jump. Like I still have like that FOMO. You know what I mean? I just can't let go. I don't want somebody else to do it. I want to do it. I want to get in there. Ah." So I go. And I sit down with him, and uh, we start talking about these videos. And, you know, I have to, I speak Atlanta, but 
I have to decipher some of this shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I request for real. So I re- I request a transcript uh, <laughs> in audio form. So we're we are at the studio. So we have the session recorded of he and I speaking. Yeah, and he goes off on a tangent about Harambe and what he wants the video to be for Harambe, and it is. It's fucking impossible. Okay. Like, I'll just say that. Yeah. Like, normally I'm the guy that's like, anything's possible. Yeah. But you're right. This is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he wants to get. He's like Steven Spielberg. He wants to that. be in uh, a cage with gorillas uh, naked. And he wants to fight and wrestle a, a gorilla. And. I'm like, okay, cool. So we can do compositing where we could shoot you in the cage and then we could shoot a gorilla and like kind of composite it to be multiple gorillas and we could do like a whole thing. Like we could, or we could just do a CG gorilla like they did in The Revenant with the, with the bear. Yeah. Or we could do like, you know, the bear, the gorilla suit thing, but I'm not really into that. I like, like you know, whatever. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, it's got to be a real gorillas, like 10 of them. And I was like, okay, listen. <laughs> There's probably... There's probably, I, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a fucking zoologist, but there's probably like 15 gorillas in the whole country. Like maybe, maybe. Spread across, spread across the country, there's probably 15 gorillas in different zoos that are in captivity, right? Yeah. So what, you want to bring them all and put them in a cage together and assume that they are not all going to A, kill you but b kill each other 100 that is what happens yes. you can't do that you can't put them all together like that and like wait this is when the manager hears that and is like Mm-mm. and this is when the manager hears that and he's like of course we could do that john colombo could do anything <laughs> and that was the yes man moment <laughs> He put the thought into the air, like, look. You of got course it. you could do it. It doesn't matter. We could do it. Of course you could do it. John Columbo could do it. He could do anything. And I said, motherfucker. He gave you the Jerry Weintraub, bro. Yeah, he fucking, and I was like, God damn it, dude. Don't, that's not what it is. You can't fucking, first of all, it's going to be like rapper Young Thug mauled and killed <laughs> naked by gorilla in a cage. You know I mean? Who let him do this? Yeah. You know. That shit is fucking ridiculous. And this is like lightweight payback right now because normally I would never air out an artist's idea, mm. especially for a video that didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Like that he might be shooting Harambe tomorrow, for all I know, and I just <laughs> fucked everything up. But this is a little bit of payback because if you saw the Wyclef Jean video, yeah. which you know was majorly successful, yeah. um, that was also part of the audio transcribe that happened at the studio that day. Mm. And... Our ideas of riffing back and forth were sent to another director. Wow. Because he didn't have time to meet with that director. So they sent him the audio version of what they wanted the video to be, mm. which was our conversation. Oh, wow. Wow. And now, just mind you this, the, that's not really like the true grime of it because uh, they've kind of like forced us into shooting, not forced, but they've Really wanted to shoot a video for Digits tomorrow. So I pushed back a trip I was taking and we shot a video for Digits the next day, like 12 hours later. Mm. I assembled a fucking video and we shot it. And then I took my trip. And then when I got there, my fucking bank account was wiped out because the checks that I wrote 
didn't bounce. They were canceled. What? Wow. And that wasn't. That's not Young Thug. He has, I'm sure to this day he has no fucking idea yeah. that that happened. But management saw it fit to fucking, you know, move some money from a check into my savings. And I got fucking jerked for 36 hours. I wrote out a bunch of fucking checks. Like oh I did all this shit. God. And then boom, I get fucking smashed like that. So then I was like, fuck you. I'm not doing any more fucking is, videos. Is, is, this, is, is this like, this happens. This happens. This happens. Everyone's like, get a contract. And da, 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 da. Like, Fuck dude, all that. Of the 400 what? music videos that I've done, I probably have contracts on 20 of them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, it's, it's, and that's my fault. Like, I took a risk. Sure. And I trusted someone yeah. by saying, I'll do it tomorrow instead of waiting four days for the check to clear. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, we got to do it tomorrow. Let's do it. Whatever. Because I get dirty. Yeah. And I'm down. Right? Mm. And I want to show you that I'm down. Yeah. So let's get it. Yeah. You know? And then I got fucked over on it. Mm. Now, granted, it, t- it took like 36 hours for money to come back into my account. But it bummed me out for a little bit. And it pissed me off enough to where I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do any more work for the yeah. camera. Right? And then the fucking video comes out. And I got people hitting me up left and right. No one knows that, you know, that was an idea that we talked about together. But they know because my fucking voice is in it. <laughs> So when you hear juxtaposition and the conversation going on back and forth, I'm the only other voice you hear in the song (laughs) other than Young Thug, right? Mm. And that's intellectual property like a motherfucker, right? Right? So the the powers that be. (laughs) Like, I had video commissioners hitting me up like, yo, that was you, right? And I was like, yep. And so then... Now, granted, that video was amazing. Yeah, and this, right? the Dwight Clef video. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so good. And that's the one that they that he put together and did the whole like. Right. Yeah. So uh, a guy named Ryan Stack did the video, and I, I didn't. I don't know him. I I know a lot of directors, and I don't know him. Right. Okay. That's fucking um, awesome. And he did that video, and my response to that was, I sent him. I wrote him publicly on Twitter, and I said, "DM me for my voiceover rate." <laughs> seriously though seriously though (laughs) and and he was baffled yo and i said uh (laughs) so we got to talking publicly and you know, he realized that he thought that that like they sent him that like it was a conversation between Young Thug and, and somebody in their camp, yeah, sure, right? Sure, sure. And it wasn't; it was another director, and that is like a major no-no. Mm-hmm. And that is like a lawsuit and a half for three hundred yeah. entertainment. Yeah, right. But I took it on the chin because I love the video so much. If the video sucked yeah. and that happened, I yeah. would have threw a fucking fit. Yeah. Right, but the video was epic, yeah. and it's shit on the industry, and it just opened the eyes of people to the whole fucking situation, and it was dope. And like coming off of what I just came off of with them, it was yeah. it was just like the illest payback. I loved yeah. it, you know. Even though they approved it and whatever, like just so everybody knows, that was real. Like that really happened. That was not a stunt to create mm-hmm. that video. That director really fucking went through that, and wow. that is a fucking nightmare. Like I've had people not show up. It's crazy they approved yeah. it. You know, yeah, it's crazy they approved it, yeah. and that. Young Thug was enough of it. Like, people were like, you're a genius. That's interesting. And stuff like that. Now, granted, that wasn't his idea. Yeah. But he is a visionary 
for allowing that to go out and seeing that as something that would be viral. 100%. Seeing that as something that would make noise. See, that's the only reason I thought it was planned because I was they like, let it come out. I was like, and it was yeah, on they their let it come out. Vivo. Exactly. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. there's got to be, there's an approval process. Yes. So I was like, man, I don't and know. And that dude went through hell to get that passed, right? <sighs> so. What's crazy is that, and that dude, so then he started shouting me out in like all the interviews that followed on Vice and Complex right. and whatever. I started doing interviews. I did an interview with Complex and this and that. I was like, this is the most press I ever got of a video I didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, you know, but that, that this all came from the yes man conversation, but like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of, like this, the fuckery goes on, man. Absolutely. Like, it goes on. How, I'm going to ask you this. How is it? dealing with that though because has it ever reached a point where you're like bro like is this gonna stop or because i know this you have look from what i can fathom and 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 ascertain is a lot of the people that you work with you have relationships beyond this business true right and your ability to like as you're growing in your craft to also want to like be compelled by a certain feeling to work uh-huh. with somebody sonically and just as, as a person, right? Cause you're working with them. How is it dealing with those things? And did it ever come a point where you're like, okay, I need to, no, this isn't, this isn't happening anymore. Uh, because you play de- it. Definitely, man. I mean, look, you get fucking fed up with shit and, you know, I've had to chase money and, you know, deal with bullshit. And, you know, that is definitely part of this. You know what I mean? And like I said, the thick skin thing, you got to kind of have be able to deal with it, you know, or you got to be a fucking boss about it. And, you know, I've had to do both. And mm. and there was I, for the majority of my career, I was never bitter and I couldn't understand people that were bitter. Yeah. Like, there were dudes that I passed by in my first two years that had been at it for fucking 10 years and never reached the artist and the, the caliber of shit that I was able to touch. Yeah. And that, I was like, how can that be and why? And and I could see, smell the bitter on them. You know what I mean? And I was like, that'll never be me, you know? And then after years of this shit, the bitter was starting to settle in mm-hmm. after like the chasing the money and the fucking, you know, now I got the big agent and, and now I got the, you know, I'm on the big company and, you know, all this shit is there and everything's in place and I'm still dealing with kind of dealing with bullshit. And it's like, when do you, when does that stop? Right. Mm. And so then I started to get, you started to get fed up a little bit. You kind of don't want to deal with certain shit as much, whatever. And then I put myself in some like risky positions and I had two things fall apart on me at the same time uh, just over a year ago. And I was, you know, drinking and partying a lot. And I was out every fucking night. And, you know, every day I was waking up resenting these people. Mm. Like poison in my veins wow. every morning with the fuck you emails and all the shit. And, you know, I did a job for, for an artist that, he was the first like signed artist I'd ever worked with. Mm. So in my mind, he gave me a shot. Yeah. Right. And so I had this fucking flawed loyalty to give back to this person. Yeah. When they needed me, I rose far above him. Right. And then 
He came to me like, yo, Columbo, we need to do the video. I got this deal with Warner on the table, blah, blah, blah. He starts showing me contracts and things and whatever. And the deal was, is like, if he shot the video for the first single himself, his deal was going to be way better. But if he came in with nothing and they had to do full development, they weren't giving him as much points on the back end and this and that. Sure. And I really felt for him. And so I signed uh, uh, I don't know, some sort of fucking deal yeah. thing or whatever uh, for him to fucking pay me within 30 days. And I net 30 everybody on my team, which I've never done. Mm. Right. But that's like the on the legal side of the music industry, like everybody can get net 30. Right. And the labels <coughs> love to do it. Yeah. Everybody loves to like pay you later. Yeah. Right. I never do that to my guys. Word. And on this thing, since I had never done it really in years to my guys, I was just like, well, fuck it. I, I can do it this one time and I can really help this dude out. Sure. Right. And the promise was that, he, you know, the deal was going to get signed and he was going to give me back all this money and everything was going to be cool. And he just he ghosted. Oh. And the actually game was supposed to be he was the featured artist and game didn't show up to the set. And could you, because this dude didn't have him lined up proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, B, and all that shit. Oh, it's not wow. game's fault. Yeah. Right? And then he doesn't show up, and now we don't have a full video. And now you, what you wanted to bring to the label is worthless. So now you don't get your deal, and you don't get your money, and you can't pay me back, mm. even though you signed this fucking agreement. Mm. Right? And you had your lawyer send over something, which I can't get blood from a stone, right? <laughs> so what the fuck am I going to do? Go, go waste money and try and fucking put money? I, I don't have the time for it. Yeah. But it fucked me over because it was at the end of fourth quarter, oh. and that was supposed to be the money that I socked away for you know that transition between end of fourth and beginning of first, yeah. yeah. And which is like a fucking graveyard, yeah. Right. So now I don't have money to deal with that, and now my crew doesn't want to work with me because I owe oh. them fucking money, right? Oh shit! And so now I'm starting to look bad, and I probably didn't look that bad, but I felt like I looked real yeah. bad, oh. you know. And at the very same time, I had this, you know, the Facebook monetizing that everyone was doing yeah. with all the stupid shit where you see those ads. It's like 2,000-year-old mummy. Whoa, that's dope. Like, <laughs> 2 chains don't give a fuck about that. You know what I mean? Uh, 2 chains didn't look at that mummy. Yeah. Fucking ad, you know what I mean? It's all clickbait bullshit. And so clickbait. I was, you know, dabbling in that. And so I had, you know, signed one of my artist friends to that. And, you know, we were getting little checks off of it or whatever. And then those guys ghosted out with the last of the money. And... That was also money that was counted on. So now I had like two of these things like pummel me at the same time. <sighs> and it fucking hurt. And now I'm still like drinking my sorrows away and waking up every day miserable and angry. And, you know, work is still coming in here and there and things are doing. But I'm also it's toxic. It's toxic. Right. So now I'm just like I'm living in this fucking space where I'm angry every Fuck. fucking day. And now I'm like getting to a point where I'm having suicidal thoughts. Oh my and God. Really? You know, I'm starting to fucking. And I wasn't. I won't say I was suicidal. No, yeah, right? no, but you, but when you're thinking about it like five times a day and how you would do it, and oh then you shit. put a towel over your head because you don't want to make a big mess because you're a thoughtful guy. You know what I mean? Like wow. That when you start what, what, thinking what, like that, was it because there's were a like, problem? You were feeling like just trapped in this in this zone, or what was? Yeah, that? definitely, man. And I, I uh, like was it like financial was it it was a little bit of financial i'm like you know and then it was just uh you know pressure that i put on myself mm. right and and i don't want to be got by anybody mm. right i don't want you to you know i 
feel like you got me. And they're like, they're like my pride. Oh, my pride. And where's my ego when I need it? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Where is my ego when I need it? Mm. So hold me up and tell me how fucking dope I am. Wow. It wasn't there. Right? It wasn't there. So shit starts feeling funky for me. And then what ended up happening is I met somebody who's also in the industry who was a fucking party animal and like fell from grace and then started to climb back up and we spoke or whatever and he was sober. And I was like, it was kind of like a shining light for me. And I was like, all right, so if going out partying every night isn't helping me, then it's probably hurting me. Mm. Right? Mm. Now, I was allergic to the word sobriety. Let me just tell you that. Word. Right? But I went through that. And that was fucking rough because I've drank every day for the past fucking 17 years. No, No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right? So what, what was it for? like were you honed like naturally you're drowning all the noise, right? That's what all that shit is. Oh yeah. Right. Every, like there's there's a moderation level where you're like, all right, cool, like mm-hmm. go out, do a little something, something, like drink drink the night away, smoke, toke, whatever. Mm. But then there's those moments where like those personalities, like you start to see like it's getting way deeper than that. And you always waking up with an edge on. Uh-huh. But then your mind is like, what the fuck is going on? Like right. that that point. Right. So I'm not seeking clarity at all. Mm. Um, You're looking at a mirror that's black. Foggy as fuck. Ooh. So uh, though getting getting sober was difficult. Yeah. It. Um, what was it for you that wanted you to get so like? Because look, like you saw that. Right. So I did. You, I did you, that you look saw, in the you, mirror you, moment. You saw that, but like. This is the thing, like, we all hear of, like, sobriety. And, and that sounds like a dirty like, word. No. You yeah. know, it sounds like a no, terrible look, word. Shout out to Gucci coming back just, like, whapping on cats. Yeah, just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Went from fucking, like, La, like La Flame, just belly blanco yep. to so, the, the, the mugshot photo. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, like, everybody needs that point, and some of us aren't lucky enough to get it. Right. Right? But... Take us through that because, like, like, bro, like that was that, that was lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, as a all young day. kid, like, bro, like lifestyle. Under, look, understand this: as a young kid, you're not creating that like video game character, with right? The white beater, the motherfucking straight Ducati with the yeah. gun, and the fucking gun in the right. holster, right, right, right. But that also fed, like, because the thing is, this is like, let's not get it twisted. Sometimes lit Columbo. Was the one that Cassidy will look at and be like, hold the fuck up, be like, 100%. Know, like this man's is my G. 100%. And sometimes artists look at a cat and be like, yo, this dude's normal because like he's able to wow with me. Right. Mm. And you're not like, but I gotta be up tomorrow at 7 a.m. Right. <laughs> gotta call my. You're yeah. like, yeah. Getting into, like when you show up at right. 7, right. And you gave yourself the, the wipe up and all that, and like you back at it, you turn into the director, but like they remember you from last night. Mm hmm. They remember you from the three chickies y'all took back and like was just wilding out. And then like he's late as shit, but like Columbo's here. That's my man's. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I'll tell you what it was. There was, a, there was like a kind of a, a moment there. Like I was already kind of feeling, I felt like shit every day, right? And I wasn't doing anything to help myself, like mentally or spiritually or anything. Was to it get ever to told place. to you from the outside? No. Okay. No. 
Um, I mean, maybe my girl gave me this, the, the slow down look, you know? <laughs> but uh, no, and I functioned. Like, there was never a period of time where it was like, you know, I didn't I'm like uh, get drunk and beat my wife up and crash my fucking car up. No, no, no. None of yeah. that shit. You know what I mean? I, it, this wasn't a court mandated thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it was, a, it was an escape at this point. Yeah, it was an escape. But here's the thing: it did come from a. It, there was, uh, there was kind of a moment. So, on like the last night of it, uh, I'm out all fucking night, and then I get home and I totally forgot that I had to meet with CeeLo to shoot a video game promo for. I was creative director for a game that we did together, and I was like, oh fuck, and I felt like dog shit, and I just, you know, got it together, and I went over there. And when I met him, he was like, what the fuck? You look like shit. And mm. I was like, no, I'm good, man. Let's shoot. And he was like, we're not shooting anything. We're going to go get food. Wow. And, then, and that's what we did. We went and got food. And then afterwards, I was just like, uh, I actually think I just fucked up for the first time. With somebody oh, wow. that you're very close to also. Someone I'm very close to and someone that I very much look up to, mm. right? Someone who mm. is an inspiration to me who's a talent and a beast like I've never seen before. Yeah. Right? So, you know, uh, five-time Grammy winner yeah. and an amazing soul and a fucking creator. Awesome for a moment shit. Who just looked at me and saw that I was fucked up and decided to take me to get food Yo. instead of doing work together. Which is a testament to y'all's relationship. Right. right. But at the same sure. time, on some like in the moment shit, imagine if that that moment didn't happen with CeeLo. Mm. Imagine mm. if it was just some other Oof. guy during this downward spot. Like, yeah. like, shout out to the world for yeah. this shit, right? But like, imagine if it was just some other guy that looked at you like and was like, mm. well, all right, cool. Like, let's just keep shooting. And that path would have just been Continued. rolling. Like, yeah. that ball literally would have just been rolling yeah. down the block. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. So... That's where it started for me. And the minute I stopped resenting everyone every morning, <laughs> the minute I stopped thinking about just me, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the world turned around. Everything got magical so fast. I love that. Like, when y'all went to get food, like, was that talk? Ha like, what, what no, was No, no, nothing. Nothing it, was said. It was just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, he probably didn't want to shoot. Right. <laughs> he was just probably tired, too. But he definitely saw in me that I looked like dog shit and was just like. Okay, but for you, but for, you know what's crazy is that everything along this storyline, I go back to you from a very early age and young stage in your path. And also knowing from where you came from, being at least open enough to understand that you have to be able to see yourself and smile. Mm -hmm. And you have to be like, even for somebody that parties that hard, like there's a lot of people that party really hard that never will take that look. But there's a thing that separates this story and like every instance in your path, like I look back on this, like from that perspective of like, bro, like this is somebody that through all of the shit, 
is actually strong enough to look at themselves and whether it's catastrophic or fucking like ceremonious mm-hmm. i had to find like another seed really quick uh-huh. you know what i mean can look at themselves and say be honest mm. yeah you know what i mean yeah that's hard and, yeah <laughs> it's really hard yeah but like yeah. it's a blessing bro yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> life turned around for me pretty quick okay and i got back to loving things again mm. and was it hard yeah okay yeah how'd you how, how like i want to go into like these like like the little like of- it was hard because i i thought that i'm not going to be that cool fun guy anymore uh i'm not going to be able to write creatively anymore right because as a director 90 percent of your job is writing yeah you know what i'm saying and getting your ideas out and i thought man i'm not going to be creative anymore and yeah, i'm not going to yeah, be that yeah. fun guy anymore and all that shit and it's like i'm I am a little bit more reserved now because, but not, I just don't have to do everything. Sure. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has allowed me to take a, take a stance on things, learn the word no, Mm. right? Which is a new word for me. So I learned how to say no. Uh, I've learned to appreciate the things around me a bit more. But I'm still a fucking savage. I am still an animal. I am still the same guy that when... uh, I'm not like, oh, cool. Kanye West is on the plane with me. I'm like, oh, sick. Kanye West is trapped in a fucking tube with me for five (laughs) hours. He's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what I mean? Like, that's... that's, I'm still that. You know what I mean? I'm still a fucking animal. And... When it comes down to like that, that, that right there, it's like, okay, cool. And then so I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't lost, right? Lit. Did yeah. that surprise you? Uh, it relieved me. Uh, oh, you know? Yep. It relieved me because yep. that was a big worry for me, so, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, how, how can I do this? Like, I live this fucking lifestyle. I have all these celebrity friends and I'm out. They I'm see at, me I'm this at mansion way. parties and I'm doing this. Like, how could I ever not be partying you know what i mean like i'm in this till i'm dead you know what i'm saying a part of your job yeah definitely but then you start to realize that the people that care about you or people that are respectful don't give a fuck and they're super with it and then it also helped that you know I start meeting more and more like people who are, are actually are so. I hate that we're talking about this so much because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like I'm trying to champion sobriety. No, no, but I'm it's not. not. Have no, fun. No, no, no. Do your thing. For you know sure. what I'm saying? All but flip. if you reach a point where you want to stop, flip. stop. No, but that's the beauty you know of this mean? shit. Like, because look, like, it's not even preachy, bro. Like, at all. When no, I started meeting my heroes and they weren't, they weren't getting fucked yeah. up anymore. Then I started being like, oh, okay, well. And look, know. some of them are. Yeah. And there's a very few that can keep a balance. And then there's others that drown in it, yeah. right? But yeah. like, it's not even on some like kids go through your stage and then be sober. No, not no, at all. Not no, at no, all. No, 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 no. But the beauty is, is, bro, we get attached to a lifestyle. Yeah. We get attached to how we're perceived. 
Because you were exactly. in, in your zone, but you were also like, bruh, I'm John Columbo. And I'm <laughs> wilding with you. You pull this out. It's the character. Out. Yeah, the character yeah, you, you created. You pull this out. I'm yeah. not saying no. Like, let's go. And I'm one of the few that you come to with that, right? Mm-hmm. Or, ooh, experiment this. Yeah. Or, ooh, me and him that one time when we did yeah. la, 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 Cool, right? But just as you said, those same people... Even the ones that at whether know or love you for you are gonna be like, bro, like, yeah, our relationship wasn't based on that anyways. Yeah. But I like, probably cool. don't want to see you dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, oh shit, you were going through that. Like, come here. Right. Like, right. Whoa. How are you now? Let's go. Right. So now I am. I have a razor fucking sharp focus. Right? I love you, though. Like, I have can I tell you sniper something? accuracy. <sighs> right? And the ability to say no. And the ability to stop giving a fuck. And the minute I stopped giving a fuck, that's when everything changed. Mm. Because if you notice any artist that's like, oh, I don't listen to other music because I just want to make the music I make. Or I want to make the art that I want to make. You know what? I always look at that and I'm like, all right, asshole. Yeah. But at the end of the day... There's that shit is like mad respectable because like if you can get to that point where you just do shit that you want to do and fuck everyone else, <laughs> yeah. you are living the life, Off kid. Rip. Because but you gotta reach. It, yeah, you it takes reach. time to like, get there. Like, you gotta reach. Yeah, you gotta. You definitely gotta reach that. And that's that's the stuff that that's why I love working with CeeLo so much. Like we work very very closely. That's and yeah. he and I equally kind of don't give a fuck. You know. Obviously, we, we want things to work and, and be successful. Sure. Yeah. But we sit here and sculpt crazy shit, and it's just like, man, let's just do it. And who cares? Like, if they fucking, if it's not received well at first, they'll get it at some point. Yeah. Or fuck everyone else, and the people that are supposed to get it will get it. Yeah. And we're making it for them. It's got to be a powerful feeling, too. Just like the ability to say no and do things. It, it's like, um, Growing up, yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's growing uh, up, man. Yeah, growing up, you know. And now, now I'm like a percent of me is in music, like a a portion of me is is music video, and it's just the stuff that I love, and it's the CeeLo stuff, and it's the artists that make music that I really want to be a part of and work with, and it's not it's not my only source of income anymore. You know, I'm I'm tiptoeing into television, and I'm working as a director for a brand and a company that, you know, we create content about sneakers and it's like, how ill is that? Like I'm sitting here making culture fucking pieces, Mm. you know, about, you know, streetwear. And it's like, I come from this land of, of music, film and fashion. Mm. And now I get to mash all that together and I'm having a fucking ball with it. You know what I mean? And it's like, that wouldn't have happened if I was just complete tunnel vision and yeah. not stopping to smell the roses and see the things around me. You're one of the very few that like, and this is just from me hearing it and not necessarily to say that like, I have this breadth of, of directors that like, we've had this convo with and like we got there <laughs> and like, shout out to you, but it's crazy how aspirational cats are, right? And, your story for that like 12 years in your 12 to 13 years in your growth in that naturally now you're at a point where it's like there's more 
and I want to get to that. But you're one of the very few that like embraced the music video culture, right? Being one of the pioneers, sons of the pioneers in that and being able to reap of the spoils, you feel me? And it's, uh, it's a testament to you, dog, because like that's the culture. You know what I'm saying? Thank and you, like you've experienced so much and have gone through so much and have become so much dot, dot, dot more, mm. right? And it's a beautiful thing because like I feel like even anybody, whatever path they're on, like these are all cycles that we go through, fam. Some may not get to, like, let's go sobriety. Some may not need to. Some may want right. to. They don't. But, it's, it, look, to each their own on that path. Sure. But bless the, the, the laser focus of your being now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. what's, what's Columbo now want to make his mark on? Because you, you, it, it's crazy we going through all this, yeah. right? And you're still a young gunner in this game, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be really, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? But the beauty is you have the experience and, and the mentality of somebody that, that, that knows that he's going to be here for a very long time, right? And personally, I just want to commend you on... You know what's crazy? I just want to commend you on being able to take what life gives you and take what you want from life with, with such courage. You know what I mean? Thank you, like, man. I can't say dexterity and like all this. <laughs> like with courage. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? Because it takes that and, and you own that. You know what I'm saying? Um, looking at Columbo now and dabbling in TV and this and that, it's like... So many cats get in early and it's like, yeah, music videos, I want to start and then hop on to my feature. feature yeah. yeah. Right. You were a cat that, that's through a decade plus, right? Granted, decade, you've done yeah. a lot of really dope shit, but like, and, and, and have created in different fucking uh, channels and this, that, and the other, but it's like music videos, bread and butter, and it's like, bro, like you were part of that, you were part of this culture. Columbo now, Naturally, you're going to be doing them with, with the cats that you fuck with. But if you were to, like, just vocalize your arc, where would you want to go? And, and what are the worlds that you want to explore? Television is very exciting for me right now. Mm. Um, and I do want to go to the feature lane. Yeah. Uh, I like short-form media. Mm. So... <clears throat> And I'm not like all about preaching like, you know, bite-sized content and how everyone has an <laughs> yeah. attention span of a fucking gnat and sure, sure. all that. Let's but put an infographic up there to support this claim. Right, exactly. But uh, I like the movement into television right now. So I have yeah. some things working in that arena right now, which is great. Mm. Uh, I had a feature on my plate a, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and... It was brought to me like, like, yo, people come to L.A. and they're like, they're here for like 10 fucking years now. I, I want to make my movie and this and that. And then they write something and they put their fucking heart in it and they shop it around for a fucking decade. And, 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 and then maybe it gets made or maybe it doesn't. And like, here I am stepping in shit where I get a phone call like, hey, listen, we just absorbed this company and uh, we want you to be the first director. Uh, 
here's the budget. Can you get us a film made? <laughs> yeah, and you know, you direct it, and we'll, and we'll pay your director guild's fee. And I'm like, <laughs> and you have points on the back end, and, and you get paid to do it. And, uh, just uh, do something, you know, do, just uh, bring us whatever you like. Yeah, just do you, baby. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, okay. <laughs> For and real. Then, and then I got together with a friend of mine who had an idea that I felt like we could get done for that budget mm. and i reached out to him and i was like yo do you want to kind of like do this together and whatever and so he you know we we got a writer and you know she worked on the thing and it just kept getting further and further and further away from the original concept mm. and i hated it by the end of it oh, wow. and then uh i just decided not to do it at all and i let the thing go which like which take which that's you know that's a hard thing to do yeah too you know to like have enough respect for the project and also like maybe there's part that's of a story that'll never be told bro. right let's be honest well it was told it was a movie called Don't Breathe uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was dope <laughs> <laughs> well it was told <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> respect. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and it was like it was none of the same people. It was not. It was not like our script or anything. Got it, got it's it, not got like it. it got taken out and went and somebody okay. else made it. It's just that that movie came out and it was quite similar to the movie that we were writing. Okay. And we were just like, well, yeah, shit, they fucking killed that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was better than our movie. So yeah. <laughs> respect. Word. So <laughs> word. <laughs> um. But I, I do I do plan to get get back to that uh, at some point, and I have you know some things that I feel would be a better fit for a debut film for me. Lit. Um, but I'm starting to get to that place where I'm kind of ready for that. Incredible. Uh, so this is all, you know, it's all building blocks, man. Like every, you know, like I said, I was still in college. Like, hey, well, let's shoot a feature. Yeah. And like, really, all I cared about was the catering. I feel <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> My stepdad is a um, he's an amazing uh, chef and and uh, caterer and he like we would have like these like bullshit meetings and or like silly little shoots and things and he would come and bring like a spread of like stuffed shells and all I this shit it. and it would just be amazing like real and then it just that ended up being the driving force for for why we wanted to continue to do the movie. I love <laughs> it. I love Done. it. I love God, it. That's amazing. Shout out to I your stepdad. <laughs> Just the I, 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 I want to kind of culminate this on this. And this is two parts. If there was one thing, knowing that you know now, if you were able to write a postcard to young Columbo at mm. a time whenever you felt was pivotal on this path, right? And it could just shed light and just speak from the experience of having gone through it. What would you say? Right. And if there's anything that you can, because the game changes, right? And if there's anything that you can impart on the young directors in the game now from having been through the, I guess, the, the ebbs and flows of the culture in and of itself, what would that be? 
You know what I mean? The the letter to me is do everything exactly the same. I love you for that. Don't change a thing would be the I note. fucking love you for Don't that. change a thing. I'm bear hugging you after this podcast. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> the the letter to everyone else is keep going. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. <laughs> Done. Mama, we, we made, made-